for the first time last night in like a while. I grilled I a pork loin. Pork. How what? did it go? It was good. It was good. It oh, was you like grilled it. Yeah, I grilled like a long pork loin. That's you know? the way to do. It. Oh, and the whole thing it, with the log of pork. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the way to do. It's it. a. <laughs> yeah, it was a log of pork. It had seasoning on it. I grilled it. That's amazing. Where'd you get it from? I got it from Kroger. It's like it was Not like sponsored. It, no, yeah. <laughs> the, I, I mean, Kroger's welcome to give Reach us some sponsorship us. if they want to. Welcome to the Ethical Butchers, everybody. <laughs> By the way, I'm Jack. I'm Melina. And uh, this is our podcast about our beloved show, Hannibal. Mm, R.I.P. Yes, R.I.P. Always, always canceled, but never forgotten. Um, (laughs) We love this show so much, and we decided to talk about it, and hopefully other people will enjoy us hearing us talk about it. That's the point of the podcast. (laughs) If not, we'll just have fun talking about it for our friends and family, probably listening out of obligation. just listen ourselves, (laughs) so we'll be our only listeners. So, Melina, um, how did you get tuned into Hannibal? Man, well, I love, I loved the Signs of the Lambs, the movie, the 90s, um, 91, I believe. Um, That was actually, fun fact, my parents' first date movie. They went to go see Signs of the Lambs. Um, The relationship did not work out, if that tells you anything. Um, uh, It wasn't because of... uh, It it wasn't because... We're not saying Silence of the Lambs breaks up marriages. No, 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 no. We're not going to say that. I wouldn't... I would never say that. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I just loved that. And so when I saw they were making a TV show, um, super interested. I love Hugh Dancy. I just... I mean, it made sense. I was like, yeah, of Mm. course. Sold. Immediately sold. So have you read any of the books... That these are based off of, or watched any of the other movies, Red Dragon, Hannibal. I have not read any of the books. Nor have I. Um, and don't care to. Yeah, uh, it's fine. It's I'll, fine. I, I'll read it at some point, maybe. I probably won't. Let's be honest. I have seen Red Dragon. I saw that maybe a couple couple years ago when it was yeah. like it was like a Sunday afternoon and it was on like TNT oh, or something. You, you know, was it like I'm lounging, like maybe yeah. hungover, maybe uh-huh. like just like it's just like on. Precisely. It was like, it was on, nothing else was on. I That's what the Harry well. Potter free form marathons are for me. Ooh, it's like the greatest yep. gift ever when you're flipping channels yeah. and Harry Potter happens to be on. And you're like halfway through Prisoner of oh, Azkaban? It's great. Let me, give me that Gary Oldman every day, all day. <laughs> Who's in the Hannibal movie, apparently. I was searching today and Gary Oldman's in the movie Hannibal. So, you know. Oh, the movie Hannibal. The movie Hannibal from oh, like okay. 2001. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I love Silence of the Lambs. Absolutely loved it. Um, never read the books, never seen Hannibal or Red Dragon, and my wife actually got me hooked on this show. She started watching it, and I jumped in a few episodes in and caught up um, and become obsessed with it. And then I've watched it all the way through again on Amazon, but I haven't watched mm. it in like a, a year or two. So this is, I'm really Same. excited about revisiting it again um, and diving in, because I think we're going to have some fresh eyes, some fresh takes, and there's a lot of things I forgot, and I'm really, I'm so, I'm so excited. A lot of things I forgot, and I'm watching it with... My boyfriend, Perry, who is a mutual good friend of mm-hmm. ours, yeah. um, and he's never seen it before, so I'm watching it with him and with his truly fresh eyes, oh, and so that's, that's great. It's amazing. That's great. I love that. So episode one, let's just jump on in, aperitif. Mm. So all of these episodes, until the end of the show, are food title related. Yeah. So we'll do our best to explain what these things mean and see if they tie in at all. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read the copy of the Amazon um, little blurb about this episode. Ornorthodox profiler Will Graham is enlisted by the FBI's Jack Crawford to catch the Minnesota Shrike, a serial killer who targets young women. 
So yeah, yeah there I'm we have it. Pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but it, it doesn't mention Hannibal at all. It doesn't. No, no. You know, no, no it doesn't mention it. He, he kind of comes in by chance. Yeah. Well, he comes in. He's he's referred by Alana. We're jumping way ahead. Yeah, no, that's fine. But yeah. no, but I was just interested. I mean, the show is called Hannibal. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that's very interesting. It's called Hannibal, yet it's ostensibly not about Hannibal. Hannibal. Right. It's about Will, and it's about Hannibal. I would say maybe it's about Hannibal's effect on other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of his the stamp that he has on other people's lives, and <laughs> uh-huh. whether or not he ends it and eats them or not. Uh-huh. <laughs> Spoiler alert, people. In um, case you don't know, Hannibal, Hannibal eats, pe- eats people. people. That's, That's sort of a the key central thing conceit. To know. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, an aperitif actually is not food. Um, it is a pre-dinner drink. So, I guess this kind of makes sense that the, yeah. that that the first episode of the series is called aperitif. It is traditionally something to drink before you eat to open up your appetite. Something like champagne or vermouth or a cocktail. Is champagne an aperitif? I just champagne. Traditionally, it is a dry champagne. Really? It is traditionally. I've, I was doing some research about aperitifs to see what I can find. That and to like, me, just I've does had, not I've, scream like pre-dinner. Really? I'm, I've, I've had champagne or prosecco or something like that before dinner. You sit down and they, you know, they come by and say, really? "Can I get you guys anything to drink while you're waiting?" Blah blah. Thinking. Mm. And I've, I, sometimes you get champagne or something like that. It's, it's nice. Fancy white people stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. But I was thinking like. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't really have anything in mind as far as... Doesn't everybody drink champagne oh, before yeah. every meal? Every right. night. Right? I mean, come on, guys. Right? This isn't a problem for me, yeah, right? You yeah, you sweep your Taco Bell, you get your Prosecco. You oh, know. that would be great. <laughs> Taco Bell's sold Prosecco. Can you imagine how disgusting it would be? What, would it be some, like, strange flavor? Baja think? Prosecco. Jesus. <laughs> That's exactly what it would be. Yeah. You know, I think I think a nice, dry, sparkling wine would really pair nicely. A nice, ni- dry would, Baja Blast. Would really pair nicely with my fire sauce, <laughs> which kills all the flavor everything else, but I love it so. Amazing. Oh, now I want bring some TB. Yeah, I, I should definitely, yes. I, I'm going to bring some Taco Bell next time. I think Hannibal <laughs> would approve of that. Um, but I did find something amazing about aperitifs in the history section on on Wikipedia, so we know this is legitimate. Yeah. So it was in the history of aperitifs, um, uh, so that they were trying to figure out, uh, Wikipedia was saying how long have they been a thing. Um, one thing we know is that Diadocus, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing this, mm-hmm. of Photikai, it's spelled Photiki, F-O-T-I-K-I, for all you theologians out there, don't, 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 don't get mad at me, I know we're a <laughs> huge market. Theologian strictly on writing the Christian spiritual life, uh, his, his tome on spiritual knowledge, this is in the 5th century AD, wrote, quote, people who wish to discipline the sexual organs should avoid drinking these artificial concoctions, which are called aperitifs, presumably because they open a way to the stomach for the vast meal which is to follow. So I'm a big fan of this guy, although I think he, I, I would say the official stance of the ethical butchers is that we are, we are, not for disciplining the sexual organ. Oh, no. No. Let it fly. <laughs> let, let it happen. Although I love open a way for the stomach for the vast meal, which is to follow. I think that's a great the definition of this episode. It's a great starter yeah. Oh, yeah. episode. It really gets you in gear. Mm-hmm. You set the tone. Yeah. Um, my, my first note here, I, I, we both took notes as we watched the oh, first course. episode. My first note here is immediate murder. Yeah. The show oh. opens with... With dead bodies, yeah, on family the slaughtered, yeah. wife on the ground, husband on the ground, blood everywhere, yeah. um, and that's how it starts. Boom! Buckle. There's a house, and then there's a dead body. So you know, okay, this is this, mm-hmm. there's no slow there's roll. No, this is what it is. Yeah, 
That's the cold open. Welcome. Uh, yeah, welcome. And then we have our boy Will, Will Graham, our, he- our hero? Our hero. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our hero, standing there over the dead bodies. Um, and that's when we have our first instance of the hypnotic, like light, Sherlock yeah. Holmesian light bar he does. It reminds me of when you go to the eye doctor and they like flash that... Wow, I don't yes. know how to explain it. I'm not an ophthalmologist. It's like but... a bar of light. Yeah, Wait, literally. Hold on. I just want to make sure everyone knows you're not an ophthalmologist. <laughs> I just want to clarify that. I, there's a lot of confusion around okay. that. Um, I'm, in fact, not an ophthalmologist. So. Okay, good. I'm not going to tell you what I am, but I'm not. I'm going to keep tabs on that. Not an ophthalmologist. Good, good. I just want to make sure we all know yeah. that. And that's clear. Thank you. So, yeah, he's he, he does his thing. And so um, what that is, is it's basically like his like Sherlock Holmesian kind of putting himself in the murder. Yeah. Although this time, it's not, he didn't start doing the murder, which which he does later when he does these things. At first, like, the murder, like, happens in reverse. Yes, like He's the blood splatters backwards. walking backward. The blood splatters, like, it goes back into her head and she stands yeah. up. I have to say that Will, when Will becomes the killer in these recreations in mm. his mind, it is disturbing. Yes, yes. The look on, the, on his face is like, I mean, I guess that that's the point because He's he, like he a is true, a true empath, yeah. as we find out. So he is like occupying that person. That is um, terrifying. Yeah, it's really, it's really scary just that look <laughs> on his face. I'm like, ugh. Um, yeah, and so he's he starts d- describing basically what happened yeah. to these to these people. Um, you know how they got murdered. What the what the, um, what the what the killer was trying to do. Now I have some I have some questions about. The, the actual murder um, that we see recreated through Will's mind. Yeah. My first baffling question was, so he walks in, pop, kills, kills the father who like falls down the stairs, right? Yeah, I shoot him in the throat and in I the whatever, sh- whatever. Yeah, yeah, surgical precision, blah, blah, blah. And then he turns his attention to the mother who is finagling <laughs> with the alarm. <laughs> just like, pressing button, 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 just trying. Why not call the police? Why not run Why? to a phone? Or hide or well, something. What's interesting is that I don't know. So that we heard, we, we then learned that the alarm company was like we heard the front door trip. So yeah. when he kicked in the door, did that trip the alarm, or was she typing in like front door? I have an alarm system in my house, yeah. and like if it's on, then it says what what trips it. But yeah, I think it tripped the alarm because I think you can hear it going off in yeah. the background. And there's like a distress code you can put in that's like boop oh. boop boop, and like that's like the signal. Okay. Um, but she was apparently was forgetting it or having some trouble with like it because she was not ha- handling no, her stuff. That's just like that would not be my first. If I just see someone kick in my front door and murder my husband, my first thought is not to run to my alarm and hit the distress button. I mean, maybe because it's something that is meant for if you don't have the time to actually call nine one one, it's an automatic distress okay. button. Okay. In the event that like if someone Clearly walks in, if someone walks into system. the house with you with their gun to your back and tells you like to turn off. This is literally what their, our alarm guy told us. Like, so if someone walked in with you and has their gun to you and you you can't call the police and they command you to turn the alarm off, you can push this code in and it will turn the alarm off, but it'll also signal the cops that like there's there's trouble, which is a t- horrifying so idea. So scary. I mean, I guess good to know. But... So I guess she was doing that. Um, uh, but but then, but then, like, Will's lines in this are amazing. The lines yes. he has in this show, especially this episode, there's some gems. He goes, he, he, he shoots her expertly through the neck, missing all major arteries, paralyzing her before she gets to the ground. Just, it doesn't mean that, that, that she can't feel pain, though. And then he pauses and, like, he's still the killer just means that she can't do anything about it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. 
I I mean, he's not wrong, and that's again no. scary when he steps into the mind of the killer like that. Is this is? Did he say this is my design? He did. That, he did. Okay. After okay. He popped the dad. That's the first mm-hmm. instance of the the, the the catchphrase of his his catchphrase. <laughs> right, this yeah, is my actually, design, um, which is a wonderful turn of phrase. It's an interesting way to put it, because then later he says it again when he's in the classroom. Yes, yes. Tell me your design. Tell me who you are, which exactly. I guess it cuts from that murder scene to then him teaching about the murder. Mm-hmm. And I guess his whole philosophy is, or his perspective is, to, to catch these killers, you have to put yourself into their shoes. Mm-hmm. And he has an uncanny ability to do that, mm-hmm. um, to, 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 to be them. And then through being them, he's able to look at their motives and understand why yeah. they did that and then catch them that way. Yeah. That's profiling them. I wrote down... I wrote down tea kettle after my note about him murdering her. Does that mean anything to you? I don't know what that was. Was there a tea kettle on or something? I don't know. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) Okay, listeners, tweet at us, email us. You understand what Jack's note. We'll give you a a Twitter note. Please, please, please let me know because I'm I'm gonna be Um, puzzling over that. I. So I know we're going to talk a bit, and I I don't want to, I don't know if this is a spoiler or just um, an interesting uh, setup for what's to come, but I know we're going to talk a bit about um, the growing sexual tension between Hannibal and Will. Mm -hmm. But I found it Mm -hmm. strangely sensual, Mm -hmm. Jack's glasses adjustment. (laughs) Oh my God, I wrote that down in all caps. Oh my God. I just, I wrote. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, by the way, this is not me, Jack. This is Jack Crawford, played by the immortal Lawrence Fishburne, who we adore. I love. He's a friend of the show. (laughs) Friend of the show. We'll have him on later. Friend of the show. I love him so much. I wrote, oh my God, sensual glasses touch. What makes that so crazy? Okay, so, so he walks into the classroom, the class leaves. Jack Crawford goes, Mr. Graham, and like, question mark, kind of, and like, shakes his hand and goes like, we disagreed on something once, and he had some right. Evil Minds Museum, which I really hope, which sadly, spoilers, never comes back. I we, we, was hoping that the Evil it? Minds Museum came back. But, um, so it seems like they don't really know each other. Right. Then, then, I can't remember if this happens before or after the eyeglasses, which I want to talk for an hour about. <laughs> Jack Crawford just point blank asks Will, where on the spectrum are you? After he touches his glasses, yes. and Will sort of flinches. He's, yes, because because it, it's a creepy thing to do. Like, well, yeah, but it seemed Will's like some sort of like test of his of where he is on the autism spectrum is what it seems. Is like. that really what it was? Like, I mean, I I, any... I work with people on the spectrum, no big deal. Sure, but I'm not an expert on it per se. But I don't think touching their glasses is the no. I mean, eye contact or other things like social skills, which is but like. But any it's very tender. Would be weird if you. If but it I has a tender. Right now and but it's tender. Glasses. It's not so like. Tender. Hmm. It's not clinical. He's like, may I? Sensual. Yes, and he like moves his glasses from the brim of his nose up. It's like tucking a girl's hair behind her yes. ear or something. Like, yes. <laughs> that, that. That's exactly what it's like. And I, I wrote, why does he fix his glasses? Because <laughs> I, I was, I, I had. I mean, I, maybe I'm misinterpreting his motives here, but it felt like some sort of. Because then he was like, oh, where are you on the spectrum? After Will sort of like demurred from him yeah like, and Will gave some kind of broad answer like he's somewhere between Asperger's and some, something else something else yeah. yeah and then he goes teaching isn't hard because I'm I'm not listening to their questions <laughs> I'm just talking at them and they're just sitting there which great is point. he's a great educator yeah I mean that sounds about right I mean, <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you wrote that down. That yes. Was, I, How I, could you not? That was so. I weird. have to say now, since I'm wearing his glasses, I wrote later. I hate Will's glasses. I I'm just uh, not a fan. Do you like his I glasses? Need to look, I'm gonna look up a picture of him really quick because I can't. They're like kind of mousy, and they're like re- small. And I, now I don't know how big, how tall Hugh Dancy is, or what his head size is. I have to. I wear glasses, <laughs> and I have a really wide. Wait, wait, wait. You don't. I don't know, know what how his big head size Hugh Dancy's is, and if anyone is listening who has the measurements, please get at us. Specifically, maybe um, Claire Danes at Ethical Butchers Podcast at G gmail.com please just send us Hugh Dancy's head measurements please, we need that please um we need that yeah um high priority email high priority are. so I'm I say that because I have a very I'm wide head and so most glasses don't fit me or look good on me I have to wear very big glasses so um, maybe he's got a small head and that's just what he wears but it doesn't I don't know it looks oh I see what you're saying they are small yeah oh that thanks for showing me as if <laughs> I haven't seen them, and the listeners can see Shut the picture up. on your phone. No, I'm not showing the listeners. I'm showing you, you piece <laughs> of trash. Yeah, it's not a good look. Uh, no. And yeah, I don't know if I'm being. I don't know. I just. But he doesn't I just seem noticed like it. he'd be the. He'd be. He seems like the sort of person who like walked into CVS and was just like, Got it. I need some glasses. Yeah, function These over are the first style. Ones that yeah, I yeah. Found. And his. Yeah, his. Yeah, yeah. I think that makes sense. You yeah, he mean? he could care less about. About what his like glasses style. He's not going into Harvey Parker no, and like oh really no. trying a lot of the frames no, on. No, 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 he's not doing that. So when Jack comes in, we yeah. learn about uh, our friend, the Minnesota Strike. 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 Although he hasn't been named that yet, but no. he's eight, eight girls. Um, and this is again where uh, there's a beautiful Will Graham phrase um, where he goes. He's looking at all these girls and he goes, "He's like Willy Wonka." Every girl he takes is a candy bar, and he's looking for his golden ticket. And I, I had to pause the episode, and, and, and I was like, Willy what, what is he talking about? I mean, I understand what he's talking about, I guess. Do, do you feel like the writers had to throw in the Willy Wonka line to explain the golden ticket? Like, I feel like a golden, the golden ticket is sort of a, a universal cultural sort of touch point that we all understand. Yeah. Like candy it's, bars it's and golden candy tickets. Candy bars and the golden tickets. It's a ticket to something. It's something valued. Yeah. Like, why say he's like Willy Wonka? Well, what I don't get is, wouldn't he then more be like Charlie? So is he looking for the golden ticket, or is he in? Because uh, Wonka, he put, would be like. We need Charlie. to unpack this metaphor because Wonka puts the tickets in the candies and then distributes them for oh. others to find. So, so, Wait. so he is like really. He is like really Wonka because like the detectives would be Charlie then, wouldn't they? Yes. Yes. Okay. And we're giving the detectives the benefit of the doubt. The detectives are Charlie. They're not wow. Violet Beauregard or Veruca Salt or Mike TV. Uh-huh. Thank you. Or Augustus Gloop. Uh-huh. They are Charlie. Or any of the Oompa Loompas or maybe So Will the is Charlie and Lawrence Fishburne really is Grandpa characters. Joe. Right? <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Wow. Amazing. I, um, <laughs> I, I Lawrence Fishburne just... <laughs> Hugh also at one point calls him a ham, which I was like, absolutely. Calls Jack Crawford a ham. He does? He does. He when says, does he call him a ham? It's whenever they. Oh, man. It's whenever they meet. He says, he calls Is it when Jack Crawford goes, Use the ladies' room! <laughs> no, no, but I want to talk about that. Wait, oh, but back God. Up. Okay. He calls him a ham. Okay, but <laughs> what I what really threw me was whenever they go to talk to the parents of the girl who was put back in the bed. We later find her later yeah, put back yeah, in the bed. Yeah, yeah, the family in Minnesota. Head, Will and Jack go to talk to the parents. Um, Jack pulls Will aside, or they pull. They sort of have a sidebar, uh-huh. and they're whispering because Will's like, "Oh, they like the cat was fed. The she cat came was back fed. Here. She was taken here. Blah, yeah, blah blah." blah. Um, 
And as if to sort of spare the family, like, this realization. And then Jack immediately picks up the phone. This is now a crime scene. Turn towards the family and shouts, the house is now a crime Uh scene. And boom, boom, boom. Let's Everything happens. He's just such a hand. Like, why? That's such a theatrical thing to do. Like, Really? I think Jack is all business. I think Jack is, like, means justify the ends. I I, I don't have time for this. We're getting, this is now crimes and let's go, you know? And but why pull Will aside? Like, he, and it was Jack, he was like, Will, can I speak to you for a second over here? Like, da, da, da. And then he immediately like, so you think that was yeah. just all business? You think he was like not caring about the feelings well, of the family? Well, yeah, really? because think about, and this is going to be a central through line which they start flirting with in this episode, is that Will is unstable and Jack I doesn't have, uh, care. other thoughts about that as and, well. And, and Jack says, I don't care yeah. as long as he's useful. Correct. I'm willing... To put his sanity on the line. Is that why he's so desperate to get him, to, for someone to study him? For Alana or Hannibal or someone to study him? I think so. He, he Maybe he wants to understand Will and maybe see if he can replicate something right. or just thinking. understand him. Um, maybe then to better utilize him and not um, yeah. like like make Will too close, make, make Will break. I have to say, when, when, when they're going into the daughter's room... Um, Will goes to the dad. The dad's like, we've been in and out of here mm. all day. Um, and he goes, I'm going to need you to put your hands in your pockets. You don't touch anything. Mm-hmm. And the dad's like, what? And then he goes, you can hold, <laughs> hold the, the cat, cat if it's easier. <laughs> it's not, but <laughs> let, okay. let, let me hold my cat while I go in and see my daughter's dead body. Wow. And then bed. whenever they walk in, and this is, I only see this now after having seen the entire series and watching it again now. When they mm-hmm. go in and see the daughter, yeah. the headboard looks like antlers. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, check that again. Go back. I will. And okay. oh, oh. The headboard is shaped like like antler antler horns. horns, which is a huge theme yeah. in this episode and then throughout. Through the whole thing. Through the whole thing. Um, yeah, so they... <laughs> <laughs> I just read a note that I wrote about Jack, and I said, <laughs> the soul patch is troubling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. Troubles me. We'll get into costumes later in a whole segment yeah. about costumes, cause, but, but I have thoughts about what he wears. Yeah, yeah. he, he has like, both he, he and Will both have not very satisfactory mm. facial hair. Will is the same thing, like unshaven-ish. So like, yeah. yeah. Isn't a five o'clock shadow, it's like a three-day shadow. It's just kind oh, of yeah. just patchy. And I think Lawrence has a little bit of that, but I think the soul patch is a choice. Oh, it's a conscious choice. It's a choice. And it haunts me. <laughs> um. I have to say, I love the CSI people. Katz, Zeller, and Price. I mix up who is what. I love... Um, cats, the the woman, the Asian woman. Right. I, I love, I love, I love her, and I love the two guys, the three CSI people. I love them so much. They are funny. They're oh, awesome. When you're saying CSI, you're not referring to the show. No, sorry, I'm not referring I'm to Grissom, and I'm not referring to who, which Lawrence Fishburne is later on CSI. No, I'm talking about the CSI as in crime scene investigation I, people. I enjoy them as well, although I was again troubled by um, what's I'm sorry, what's the Asian cats, cats, cats is line to Will, mm-hmm. are you unstable? Yes. Oh, she's like smiling and like kind of biting her lip. There's right. there's a little bit of sexuality there. Oh, yeah. Is Will like, like, is there some kind of magnetism right. to is him? Right, some hot shit. 
Maybe it's like the like he's this like mysterious type who's like obviously damaged, like the troubled girl and like the rom com. Like he's like that, but oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I so think everyone's kind of like drawn to him. It was like part sensuality, part like she was just enthralled because maybe she had heard about him. Her tell of will and yeah, but like what a thing to say to a human. Are you on? Uh, yeah. So 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 far we're like ten minutes in and he's been asked where on the spectrum are you yeah. and and are you unstable? Oh, are God. you or this makes me so uncomfortable. Like these people are so. Bold. Yeah. Oh yeah. So so that body's dead, and then oh, I also wrote by Hart Winston. So the, so then then it cuts to them back in Virginia in the D.C. area, and this is when we find out that Will Graham rescues dogs, and he meets our boy Winston on the side of the road, and gives him a bath, and brushes oh, him down. It's so sweet. That's so sweet. And he loves animals. He doesn't understand people. Can't really connect, but he loves dogs. He loves rescuing dogs, sense. and it's wonderful. And that that like really I think helps like. That's like the like the save the cat moment. Like that's like okay, yeah. we really you need to root for Will. He's just kind of oddball. Yeah. He's he's, weird, he's not like people. He's, he's weird, but he's lovable. got a heart of gold. He's right. not a bad person. Yeah, even though he can very clearly enter the minds of some of the most grisly people. Yes, and understand why they did it and feel like he's doing it. Yeah, he's a good person and he cares about life. He's not. He wouldn't want to hurt anybody. Can I take like two steps back? Oh yeah, back in Quantico. Yeah 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 yeah. Uh, in the bathroom scene. Well, that scene's coming up oh, after. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, well, then two steps forward. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. But the the dogs. Yes. Um, I'd say not enough dogs in this episode for me. I need... No. Yeah, we meet the dogs. We meet Winston, and we meet the rest of the guys. Yeah. Um. Oh, I love the dogs so much. So it's so sweet. Oh, so you want to talk and about the bathroom all... scene? Yeah, I do. I do. Only because. One, okay, so after I watched the series the first time, you know, you do a lot of like deep diving and, and reading about the different influences. And so the bathroom was very clearly modeled after The Shining, the bathroom in The Shining. Really? Yes. I need to watch The Shining again. I haven't seen it in forever. Okay. Watch this, or I can Google a picture of it and show you a picture <laughs> of The Shining. Um, and we'll also point it, uh, post it to our Twitter. Yes. Um, and, but. I also I love bathroom scenes because every bathroom scene in every TV show or any movie is a dick measuring contest no matter who's in there and if you think about the yes because that conversation they have in the bathroom Jack's like do you respect my choice? Like, why don't you do yeah. what I like? It, it's this every just like keep in mind in the future when you're watching TV shows and movies. If a scene happens in a bathroom between two people, it's a dick measuring contest for anybody. For anybody, two women. Two, really? Yeah. The dick is the all right. I can think about is the scene from Austin Powers when he's being strangled in the toilet and he okay. keeps saying, "Who does number two work for?" <laughs> okay. And he's like, "You can try to <laughs> And Tom Arnold yes. thinks Austin is taking a huge shit. It's just like a sort of, uh, what is it called, a trope? or um... Yeah, interesting. Well, you know, you know that comes from the whole urinal, you know, looking across the guy idea. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Comparison thing and when they're in the bathroom. I just love that whole sequence. Jack is looking at the dead bodies, punching the wall, just like building up all this anchor. Yeah. Comes in to the bathroom and he goes, what are you doing in here? Which is an insane question <laughs> yeah, to ask someone right. in the bathroom. I would imagine I'm one in the bathroom. And he goes, and Will goes, I just love the smell of urinal cakes. <laughs> that, that's so his, he doesn't go, go into the bed. Yes, yeah, 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 great sarcasm. <laughs> and then the, 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 this, this, is, this is moment one of Lawrence Fishburne just chewing the scenery. Oh, and I love it yes. so much. Again, I am. Another guy comes in 
to take a piss or whatever. And then Jack turns around and goes, use the ladies' room! <laughs> and the guy like runs and away. And he does, and he runs away. Oh, he scurries, scurries the hell away. You don't mess with Jack Crawford. Okay, here's a picture. Oh, wow! Yeah, so it's red and white and really red. Wow. Yeah, very red. And the walls of the entire bathroom in the scene are all red. And No, it's exactly... That's like a very Brian Fuller-esque thing. I've, I wouldn't be surprised oh, see, if Brian... Oh, see, the next picture next to Wow, this one it's red it's and... Exactly. Oh, my God. It's really, really exactly like The Shining bathroom. Yeah, yeah so it's red and white and very bright. Yeah. Well, this is, a, this is a very Brian Fuller thing. So we have to say this is a yeah. Brian Fuller show. He also made Pushing Daisies and... Um, Dead Like Me. Dead Like Me and then American Gods oh, after yes. Hannibal. Um, and it it's very over designed. It's very saturated. saturated and Pushing Daisies is wonderful. And it's the exact opposite. It's poppy. It's bright. It's big summery colors. And this is very saturated in its colors and very dark, especially a lot of the times. And so I think that yeah. that, that was definitely a choice. And it had that kind of Kubrickian center point focus. The yep. camera was stationary yep. at first, and it was looking down the barrel of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Now, whenever I watch another movie with a bathroom scene, I'm going to be like, <laughs> Just okay, whose dick like is nine, bigger? 95% of the time, it is a, I love some that. sort of dick. It's it's so something about a bathroom and being like vulnerable in the bathroom is like heightens the contest between yeah. two people. So this is when we get into that, that the guy who killed uh, the girl in Minnesota loves his victims. He loves them. He, loves he, he, them. Wants, he wants to, to honor them. He wants to honor them. And there's no semen. No, no, that's not how he loves them. He wouldn't defile them like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because because uh, the one of the no Jack's like there's no semen, there was no saliva, there was no like oh, he didn't have sex with them, and Will's like he wouldn't do that, <laughs> he wouldn't disrespect them in such a way. Oh yeah, no, and Will is like insulted. This is like, oh, again yeah. Will occupying the person out of the killer. Oh, He's like, how dare you suggest? Right. I would never have sex with them. No, never. And we find out why later because of their relationship. But yeah, it's this yeah a different kind of love. She wants to mm-hmm. the killer wants to honor them and wants to undo this mm-hmm. I love I, I, I can never get enough of like the weird psycho babble about the killer's motives I just love oh, yeah. one of the reasons why I started loving this show is I love that kind of criminal minds-esque like psycho babble which Hannibal does so much he does um, okay is Jack he's the head of behavioral science right is yes. that the department that he's yes, in yes yes he's the head of the behavioral sciences unit <laughs> It, it, it just, again, troubles me with his, like, um, just boldness in asking Will these, like, very personal, like, mental questions. Yeah. Um, and then he also calls him crazy at one point. He calls Will crazy. Does he? He says, what kind of crazy is he about the killer? Oh, so you think he meant, like, obsessive. In the bathroom, because he's trying to figure out, w- what is this guy? Okay. What kind of crazy is he? I thought you called... I- or maybe okay. Well, you you have more accurate notes. <laughs> I, I no, I really don't. I really don't. But I like the. I appreciate that you like that. So then we have a lot. Enter our girl Alana Bloom. Mm. Cuts to them while her working with Jack. This is when we learn that Jack has already tried to study Will in the past. Alana said, Correct. "You've already asked me to do a study on him," and I said, "No." Um, here's she, an here's an opinion. From the get go, I never liked Alana. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I can't put my finger on it now. Later, I know why I don't like her, but I've always liked her. She's yeah. looking. She seems that. See, I read it as she's actually looking out for Will's best interest. It does. Lawrence seem that only way. wants That's to use true. Will for 
I'm not you know, saying my thoughts for, are for catching criminals and for he wants to use him as a tool. Yeah. And Alana's like, this is a person who's unstable, yeah. has a lot of needs. And she's wor- she's clearly worried about him later on. Oh yeah. Um, in that episode, whenever Jack runs into her in the classroom. Oh yeah. And he goes, "Where's Graham?" And then she goes, "He got too close." Yeah. yeah. No, 100. percent Like she's actually worried about him no, because she right. understands that he can be being around all these crimes over and over and over again oh, is like uh, can really make him disassociate and have really. Yeah. Have a lot of trouble Absolutely. understanding. Um, I have to say about, about this actress. When I first watched the show for the first time, I lost my mind when this actress showed up. So uh, this actress who plays Alana Bloom was the, one of the stars of um, a movie called Out Cold, which came out in about 2001. It's a snowboarding movie <laughs> uh, with Zach Galifianakis and Lee Majors, who's a six million dollar man, and. I love it, and a friend of mine loves it. We, we, we loved I've watching never it seen then. This movie. It, it's you. You should. I'm terrified to watch it now. Wait, you said Zach Galifianakis. Zach so Galifianakis. It's a comedy. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it's a snowboarding comedy. Okay. It's about this small town in Alaska, um, that this one guy who's played by Jason London. I can't remember the character's name. Who's like this like hotshot king of the mountain, like works at the snow lodge, and everyone loves him. And he had this affair with this girl who played by Lana Bloom, and they had this breakup. It's very Casablanca-esque. Like, there's literal mm. lines from Casablanca, and it tries to, like, have the same things. And then Lee Majors comes in. He wants to buy the resort and turn it into this, like, stupid country club-esque resort okay. the a small ski town in Alaska. So I guess he's, like, the Nazi guy. Um, <laughs> I have not seen Casablanca. It's, yeah. It's uh, lost on me. You haven't seen Casablanca? No. Oh, wow. It's really great. It's, yeah, yeah, yes. It's okay. really great. Okay. It's okay. legitimately amazing. Out Cold, I'm sure, is not... But I love it. I love it. From, I have great memories of I it. Have to watch the it's got a great early aughts punk rock soundtrack, like Eve Six. The movie opens wow. with like a six-minute snowboarding sequence, with this like sky cam, this a guy doing amazing snowboarding down a mountain to like an Eve Six song, like like it's great. Oh, it's very of like the early aughts, that kind of snowboarder, skateboarder dude culture. Okay. But there's co- copious use of the R word in it about one of the guys, yes. and I'm I I think that I would watch it now and be like ooh. It doesn't age well. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. But she's in Out Cold, and so the second I saw her, I was like, "Oh my god, Out Cold! You're in Out Cold." Yeah. That's really though. Yeah. Okay. The R word that makes me upset. Perry, Perry, my boyfriend, uh-huh. um, uh, recently rewatched. Um, what is that movie? Jackie Chan. Chris Tucker. Oh, Rush Hour? Rush Hour. Yeah. Um, in which Jackie Chan says the N-word three times. Jackie Ch- Oh, wow. Sorry, we're getting way off, but like talking about movies that don't age well, I was like, oh, Interesting. Bro. And how does Chris Tucker, does he like, okay, like how does it play? It, so like, it's, Chris Tucker says it at one point and they walk into a bar and the bartender's a black man and... Jackie Chan, like I guess, because the whole the whole gimmick of the whole movie is that Jackie Chan doesn't know English very well, yeah, right, yeah, and so he's like just picking up like cues, like English, like cultural cues oh, from Chris oh. Tucker. What and I guess ch- at one point he said the N word, <laughs> and so he runs like Jackie Chan encounters this black bartender, uh-huh. and he says, "What's up, my N word?" And the black bartender's like, "What'd you say?" What? And he's like, "What?" And he repeats it like two or three more times, and then it launches into this big like fight sequence. Fight sequence. Uh huh. Uh, with like pool cues and stuff. And it starts like a race riot. <laughs> it starts a race war. And here we are today. And uh, here we are in the post rush hour society. Uh, anyway, uh, too okay. soon. So soon. Too, too, too soon. So this is when he discovers that Will discovers that that the killer is eating his bodies. 
So they're in the CSI lab. Yes, after they determined And they realized that, the, that, that she was mounted. Liver cancer. Liver cancer. Because it was put back in. The Correct. liver was taken out and, the and then it was, was played. No good. Yes, exactly. Which I love Will's logic jumps, which which Jack Crawford, I guess, justifies early saying, You make connections that no one sees and then we're like, No, the evidence makes right. it. But I guess very he can Sherlock. he can very Sherlocky. So he just goes from the liver's put back into his cancer to she he's eating, he's them, eating them. Which I never would have made that jump, but no. I guess because it's Will, you just buy it. Okay, he he figured it out. Which is a great cut to our boy. Then man's enters. Classical music. Beautiful tale with like a pomegranate Beautiful. sitting and in the center. A fig. A fig which is like the biblical themes are great with the, with the fig and the pomegranate. And like Precisely. it's very like forbidden fruit. Yeah. Um, and he's just sitting there just like enjoying a glass of wine and like eating this Do meat. Not, and it's just gorgeous. My first note gorgeous. When, when I also want to clarify. Okay. I thought I heard at one point that he pronounces his name Mess. Mess Mickelson. Really? Yes. He's, he's Danish. That Is that how you he's say it Danish. in Danish? I think so. Because okay. he was like mess, like hot mess. <laughs> That's amazing. That so, Mads okay, I, we can clarify Mads that. Mickelson, who I'm going to keep calling him Mads until we yeah. find no, confirmation otherwise. Uh, but then I'll do it the right way. I don't want to be problematic. <laughs> but, my, but isn't that amazing? Um, uh, mess Mickelson. Like hot, I can, I, I'm, I'm picturing him in like an interview for like some movie he was in. Go, it's like a hot mess and like him like smirking. <laughs> But my first note about Mads is Mads' cheekbones could cut ice. They really could. He has his cheekbones. He has a jawline that is that is legendary. And the the lighting in that scene is just so flawless because it's so like baroque. Like oh, it's yeah. very. You have like the high like light from above. Uh-huh. Um, and then he's all in shadow otherwise. And so you see nothing but just like the angles of his face, and it's flawless. And he's just making like. He's, he is savoring this meal, and he is Absolutely. just, everything is delicious, it's a beautiful table. And that's the theme with Hannibal throughout, is that he despises banality, and everything is refined. Everything is yeah. so refined, yeah. everything is beautiful and precise. and precise, and there's perfect music, and everything is gorgeous, and that is just, yeah. like, that is hit him to a T. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with his office also. I'm obsessed. Oh, those curtains. I'm obsessed. It, it's the like this curtains. insane like office that it has this big like it's like it's like an old timey library. It has like it this is, exactly. huge office that has these like uh, balconies yeah. of books and uh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And our, the first session we see is him sitting with I wrote Kowalski because he played Jacob Kowalski in uh the Fantastic Beasts movies. Um, oh, Franklin, yes. played by Dan Folger, Tony Award-winning Dan Folger. Oh, who won a Tony really? for the for his originating one of the roles in um, the musical, the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, which is a wonderful what? musical. And I saw him on Broadway performing. He's hilarious. Um, I love that actor, and he's like cr- like crying, yes, like uncontrollably, yeah, like incontrollably, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Ironic, and he's like reaching. No, he goes, he goes please, please. And then Hannibal has the the tissues next to him, and he like he looks so bored. He's like, ugh, who's this this, this bitch? And like yep. hands him a tissue, and is like, oh god, it's so obvious how much Hannibal like right. couldn't care less about no. about Franklin and his neuroses. I wish I wasn't so neurotic. Well, it's just interesting. I was like, why is he so... Is it because he's weak? Like, But he is a therapist. Like, you Yes, he's a psychiatrist. He's a, psychiatrist. He's, a, he's a therapist. But I think he's like... I feel like it's like in Doctor Strange where like... There's a, there's a scene right before Doctor Strange has his accent that then starts the whole movie where he's like this, you know, hotshot neurologist. Yeah. Uh, surgeon. 
and he's getting calls from all these surgeries. He's like, not boring, not someone else can do it, not like he's like, I'm oh. so of that level that if it's like a boilerplate guy with anxiety, that's like it's like house. child. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like house. It's like this. This is boring. Yeah. Like Don't okay, give me this the is some cases. guy. Give me the. Yeah, yeah, the insane whatever disease. Yeah. And I think Hannibal's the same way. He's like, it's boring. He's an erotic. He's already clocked his entire diagnosis and knows every step of everything. And he's just like, ugh, this right. isn't interesting to me. You're right. I, can and I think that's the most important thing with Hannibal is that like, if he, he's not going to kill you if he finds you interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, the second you're boring, the more importantly if you're rude. Mm, you're mm-hmm. you're dead. Like literally. You have that like refined like manner. Yeah, and so he he had no reason to, to kill Jacob Kowalski or Frank. I should call him his actual character's name. <laughs> he have no want. reason to call Tony Award winning. Call, just put Tony Award winning uh, Franklin, um, <laughs> because Franklin's just like you know this patient. Yeah. I'm sure he pays for. He's dressed nicely. Franklin is. I'm sure he pays well. Sure. What do you think Hannibal bills? By the way, Ooh. like what standard like therapist billing like I don't know I think if you're like a high level it's probably more if you're like at a top top therapist something like that I would say several hundred an hour is probably billing out and I'm sure Kowalski's paying I don't think he's having insurance you think he takes (laughs) does he take Edna (laughs) hey Hannibal you take Obamacare (laughs) you know what he would take Obamacare would he though I think he's one of those guys who's like I don't take insurance I don't take insurance I don't deal with it it's too much of a hassle Cash only. Because, like, I don't fuck with any of that. Because he doesn't like, have, like, a receptionist. No, or like a... no. And he's, like, all referral only. There's no, like, you don't That's look him true. up. That's true. You high get referred high-end therapy or, like, intense, like, I, I, I consult with, like, the whatever, whatever. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, he goes, That's the a... lion is not in the room. Tukowski, and trust me, if, 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 when the lion is in the room, you'd know it and like oh, smirks yeah. and oh. like tight like tight tight close up on uh, Hannibal when he says that oh it's so camera good frame. Um, his again I, I don't want to jump ahead but his outfit in this is yeah. beautiful I think this is a good segue we should just dive into costumes okay, right now perfect. this is going to be a recurring segment because the outfits in this in this show especially Hannibal's are 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 a thing to behold and well, something that needs to be unpacked they have to be unpacked and in this particular outfit caught my eye only because I was really I was reading GQ recently and they were talking about how um, sorry I also I have cats and so they're playing right now so you might hear like a big crash or something it's just them like body slamming the other one yeah because this studio has cats in it this, this yeah, very this technologically advanced studio, studio that we're um, in <laughs> um, I was reading GQ and they were talking about how matching your tie to your shirt was making a comeback it was a very 90s thing. <sighs> But how like having a pink shirt and a, like a solid pink shirt and a solid pink I, tie, and so he was wearing this beautiful blue plaid suit. Yeah, blue checkered a, three three piece suit. Three piece and a yellow shirt and a yellow tie. I hated it. It was not the best introduction I, to what he. It's like a offer. yellow cream shirt and this big ass knot. Big. As he hell. his tie knots are like like ESPN NFL commentator like big. Oh yeah, because that's where your power knots. is. You hold your power in your tie knot, right? <laughs> I, I, apparently it's like a quadruple Windsor or something it's this huge knot yes. I hate this the shirt on tie same color I think that looks awful it, yes it's very dated it's very dated I, I didn't hate it but it is not his best do we know when this takes place the internet's a thing cell phones are a thing but no one has smartphones oh, so this is like ambiguously in like the recent past yeah. Early so, mid 2000s, something like that. 
And then now you pay much closer attention to like their cell phones and what they're using. I didn't even see. Oh, because Jack calls someone on a cell phone. Okay. Yeah, and then Will has the cell phone or like the. In the first scene when he's recreating the murder, the guy had recorded uh, the wife's uh, you're like right. electronic message. Oh, that's what Tea Kettle is. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Tea Kettle is oh, her is her alarm password. Code. Her code right. is Tea Kettle, which is I, I I had to write that down. I was so happy. I remember All that. All right, listeners, don't don't, don't worry. Like people have already emailed us. <laughs> so mad. Already emailed. Their words you know, are going crazy. Um. Yeah. Okay. Tea Kettle is the password for her alarm okay, system. Good oh, to I'm know. so happy. Okay. Yeah, so, so yeah, I also wrote big ass knot. Um, big, yeah, the blue huge. gray checkered suit, three piece suit. He's often wearing three pieces in this. Yeah. Um, I, I believe there's only one instance later when he's eating dinner, when he's wearing just a, a gorgeous red, yeah. burgundy peak lapel jacket, and this paisley yes. tie, big paisley tie, and no vest or sweater. And I feel like that stood out to me because he was either wearing a three piece suit. Or multiple times, yeah. Hannibal was tie optional, and I feel like when Hannibal's tie optional, yes. he's DTF. But ooh, <laughs> but when he's tie, it's like he substitutes it for another thing. So he's always wearing like sweater. A, he's wearing a sweater or a vest, and then a jacket. It's always like shirt, sweater, jacket. Yeah, yeah. No tie. There's multiple things, and so Layer. when he was wearing just a tie and a shirt and a jacket, that one sequence when he used to be eating dinner after cooking. Yeah. I was I'm like, writing oh. down, he eats dinner in a full suit and tie by himself. By himself. I read the same thing. Red jacket, peak lapel, paisley, question mark. It was a dark blue blue yeah. tie yeah. with possible paisley. Paisley is a thing. He likes big paisley knots, which is also very dated. Although paisley, paisley is make it come back, and I like paisley. I'm, on, I'm, I, I'm anti-tie and shirt matching, and I'm pro-paisley. <laughs> I agree, and it's not even just him. It's at one point Jack Crawford's wearing a paisley tie. Is he really? Yes. Whenever they're walking outside, whenever he confronts Alana, he's wearing a paisley tie. And then whenever they go to the office of um, the construction office, the receptionist woman is wearing a full paisley dress. Really? Yeah. See, I need to be. I paid so much attention to Hannibal's outfits that uh, I like ignored everyone else's. Will Graham's all around, Will Graham's all flannel all day. He's like all day every day. All day like flannel, flannel. in a tie. It's like when he was a professor. Will was he Graham? wearing a tie? Yes. Over his flannel shirt. Yeah, that's and then like then a coat. Have you ever seen? I feel like this is like a great like something you see like twelve year old boys do who don't know how to dress. I've yeah. seen like wear like a polo shirt with a tie. Oh god, it makes me. I feel so like Will cringy. would do, Will would do that. Are you watching Handmaid's Tale? No, I'm not. I need to. Okay, Nick, the, you know, the, like, eye officer. I don't. You don't watch it at all? No, I've never <gasps> seen it. I know the premise, but okay, I've never okay. seen it. Anyway, there's a character on there who wears a polo with a tie, and it makes oh, me want to slap no. him across the yes, face. Yes, yes, I agree. Just like I hate, that is a pet peeve of mine. My ultimate pet peeve, which I don't think we ever see in this show, thank God, is people who are wearing a tie with a shirt, they pull their tie down, and they leave their top button unbuttoned. Oh, I no. want to die What's when I see that. I that? agree. <laughs> What's the point? You want to pull your tie on great. You want to relax. Then open up your Correct. your shirt. If the shirt's still buttoned, you're still feeling constricted. It makes no sense to me. And I I have an an irrational like <laughs> rage that builds up whenever I see it. And I'll see it out in the wild. I went to a wedding recently, and someone had that, and I wanted to go up to this person who, who I didn't know and just pull a jacket and just and sensually <laughs> go, "Where on the spectrum are you?" And just unbutton his shirt. <laughs> Which, by the way, speaking of unbuttoned shirts, there's a moment when Will is wearing like. A flannelist shirt, no undershirt, and and it's like got multiple buttons open. Oh, when, when is this? when was that? I'm is looking at why. Home or something. It's when um, Will is armed 
I think it's the when Will later kills Garrett Jacob Hobbs, like he has a yeah. um, when he pulls the gun out, or it might be when they're in the trailer, oh, same right. sequence. So he's wearing the same costume. Yeah, he 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 has like a cream colored mustard shirt, and it's like and it's open. I think definitely whenever he kills Garrett Jacob Hobbs, it is open. It's open. Yeah, um, and that's kind of like okay. But, okay, I have a question about him having a gun. Because we already yes, established that he's you. not in FBI. He's not in the FBI. No, no, he's a special investigator, which we told Katz. I'm which a special investigator. Because something about it and was he's a, too... He's an analyst. Correct. Because it was too hard or, like, too many... That's whenever she asked, are you unstable? Because he yes, couldn't pass too the many background che- Yes, too, too many background checks. Correct. Why does he have a gun on and his head? And he only head? has a gun in that sequence. I don't remember him having a gun no. when he's investigating the first murder, when no. he is in the house in Duluth with the no. crime scene. Like, I they don't show up at the office of the construction site and he has a gun a whole, on his yeah. head. Yes, yes. I, I couldn't make heads or tails of that. I wrote, why is Will armed? Um, <laughs> and he obviously like doesn't know how to handle a gun later when he shoots Gary Jacob Hobbs. He's like shaking <laughs> and it's shaking. It's like, yeah. he's like, you know, and, and so like he like... I don't understand it at all. And I don't know if that, that, that was a Jack Graham thing. If Jack, Jack, sorry, Jack Graham is the character. <laughs> Will Graham, Jack Crawford. Jack Graham is who Al Pacino plays in 88 Minutes, which is a great Stop. How This Get Made movie. And I'm going to keep saying Jack Graham. I need to correct it. Jack Crawford. I wonder if Jack Crawford like gave, gave him the gun. But he like, he needs a gun. But he had this beautiful handmade leather holster. How do you know it was handmade? Okay, I've seen handmade. It had like the beautiful like detailing on it that like this when is someone... like it takes a craft person to know. <laughs> it takes a craftsman, right? No computer can make this. <laughs> it took a human touch to make that. It was gorgeous. Did it really? So either it was he made gorgeous. It, himself... it was gorgeous. Okay, listen. His holster was gorgeous. <laughs> says Romeo. Donate to every town. I'm not here for guns, but the holster was nice. Yeah. So we're we're against we're, we're pro undisciplined sexual organs. Uh-huh. We're against well, I'm I'm against matching shirts and ties, and we're pro gun control. So that correct. You're get everyone at home keeping score. These are what Just we're tallying. Right. These are our stances. <laughs> we're gonna take hard stances on things. There's a quiz at the end. <laughs> yes. Um, well, now I feel I need to find a picture of this and show you. Um, His holster. Wow. I didn't. Sorry. I didn't write that down. Um, yeah. Whenever I wrote Tyler's Hannibal a few times because Tyler's Hannibal is something's up when Hannibal's not wearing yeah, a tie. And I have casual. to say about costumes, there's an amazing article on EW from a few years ago, right back when Hannibal was canceled, that goes through every single outfit that Hannibal wears in the entire series, and it's hilarious and it's great. So, we're not going to be able to do it justice. And I'm sorry if you guys heard the cats like sorry. rampaging through <laughs> in the background, wrestling at each other. Um. <laughs> I'm so sorry about my cats. <laughs> no, this sorry. is good. This is a great DIY ethic right here. Um, this is a punk podcast. We're not That's right. in some fancy studio with some network. Fuck you, Reaper yeah, 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 fuck you, Headgum. Fuck, fuck you, Earwolf. <laughs> fuck you, Panoply. No, just kidding. I love all those networks. And if love you them. want to sign us, that's great. That's perfect. Um, you call us, please. So, I'm are there any more outfits you want to talk about? You, hey, uh, Alana is wearing two outfits in the episode. They're both very simple. It's like a, yeah, they're it's like a dress. Is that a shift dress or is that a wrap dress? The second one she's wearing at the end. Uh, like, it was a wrap dress. Wrap dress. She's she's big into wrap dresses. She is. And it's pencil skirts, which she's pencil wearing skirt the first time in the, we see A red pencil skirt and like a black sweater or something. Something like, a jacket. like that. Does she have a blazer on? I feel like she would wear a blazer. I thought she just had like a blouse on. Did she? Okay. Um, but it was very, it was fine. Like I was ready very, to critique it. I was, very, very I was ready academic. to drag her over her outfits. <laughs> I don't, 
We're gonna have to unpack why you don't like Alana Bloom <laughs> because I don't understand this. I'm gonna this. have to unpack it myself. I, I'm. I don't have an answer for you at the moment. I just. I have. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you know, it's just bleeding over fine. the the who she becomes later. Spoiler maybe it's alert. bleeding into. I will say, how I see her now. There might be spoilers. We're gonna try to not have too many spoilers in this show, for the sake no, of people sure. who are going through it with us. Sure. First by first, you know, I just yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to ruin the whole premise of the show. No. I don't want to like, jump to that third season. Um, you guys going on the journey with us. We'll mention some things, and I'm sorry about that. But like, we're gonna try to not like have big major spoilers. Um, um, okay, so I, I don't. I can't think of any more outfits. No, so. I mean Jack has a lot of dark colored shirts. I wrote like a lot of like red, dark yeah. red shirts. Yeah. I'm not generally a fan of like a dark dress shirt. I prefer like a light blue, a white. A yeah. light gray, a pink. Because the contrast is nice if you're going to wear a dark I agree. I don't like... Suit. Yeah, dark dark suit, dark shirt, dark tie is too... That's very early 2000s. Yeah. Like the, you know, like the, like, like the bros who were like the like the black suit, black shirt, black tie. That's very... Oh, yeah. Or like Voldemort like a, in the train station of episode of season six. Do you remember? I wore a tuxedo. A I tux. wore a tux. Nice. Simple black tie, but it was a three-button tux, so which I regret. <laughs> It was 2007. Ouch. It was a different that makes time. Sense for the time. It was That's... a yeah, three button tux. And now I have a tux and it's one button. So don't worry, guys. I mean... So don't worry, everybody. I've seen the error of my ways. You know, I was like to my prom dates. I was like, wear whatever you want as long as it's not white. I don't want to go to a prom with a, a with white a, suit. A white, white suits suit are bad unless you're like like a summer suit, and like a white or like those like shiny vests. Oh, I hated that. No, no, no. I think all. I think my dates were black. All of them. No, one of them dates, were gray. Dates, plural, we have to hear. Dates. She said dates. I did. I went to prom three times. Holy. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay, we get it. Okay, yeah. We get it. I was hot in high school, you know. <laughs> we get it, all right? We only had one prom, a senior prom in my school, and I went once. Okay? I went to prom Don't with, worry about it, guys. One of them was at another school. I was dating a guy at another school. Wow. Um, and I went to that, and then it's fine. It's, it's anyone, fine. Anyone want to shout out? Anybody? Anybody? Uh, <laughs> anybody? <no>. anybody? <laughs> <laughs> and right no. now, you want to call anybody well, all out? All three of them. Uh-huh. Like, okay, okay. They you really, guys, you know who you are. You know who you, you Literally, they know who they are. Did you go to prom with Melina? <laughs> Did you, you almost said your last name. <laughs> we're going to keep it first name basis only. Since <laughs> we're not trying to build a personal brand, or are we? Uh, um, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. She's wearing he, he a lot of dark, 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 dark stuff. Like dark red. Yeah, I'm not into that. And it's very... It works for him. It's very like... Just like he's he's Jackie. like an administrator. Oh yeah, yeah. Jack Crawford. Yeah. There's no frills. It's it's very utilitarian. Yeah, I feel like Hannibal is very precise. Pocket squares. Everything is very yes. very, very thought out. Thought out. Um, no, I have to say about style. Whenever Hannibal's bangs are down over his head, it's like uh oh, something's up. Yeah, it's the, the really like, good. The cover photo for um, the show on Amazon is like him with his like bangs. His down. bangs down, and it's like ruffled. Like that's when Mad is really yeah. doing it. Love it. It's normally, it's like pulled to the side. It's got some pomade or something in there. It looks nice. Yeah. Um, but there's sometimes when it's kind of hanging down over his head, his forehead. And he has he got the bang game going. I can't and get I, enough. It's I can't. really wonderful. I have to say, I love Mads Mikkelsen so much. So. He is so perfectly cast in this. Although, thinking about casting, Franklin being in there and him playing Jacob Kowalski in the Fantastic Beasts. I love Hugh Dancy. I think he does a great job. But you know who I think would have been amazing as Will Graham? Eddie Redmayne. 
Can you imagine Eddie Redmayne? Eddie Redmayne would Eddie Redmayne the hell out of this part. Yeah, right. That's what I was... He would like, look out the side of his eye. Like, he never makes eye contact in anything in movies. He's always like looking off to the side. You're right. Talking out the side of well, his mouth. And he would Fantastic be like, Beast, this he is plays, my design. Because like, apparently would... in Fantastic Beast, he's supposed to be somewhere on the opposite yes, side, yes, right? Yeah. So that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Hoot Scamander is kind of also borderline as well. Correct. And, and like he would just he would Eddie Redmayne the hell out of that part. He, yeah, he. You know what? I like that. That's not too bad. Ugh. Can he grow facial hair? He never grows facial hair. Does he, he ever grow facial hair? That's a question because Will Graham must have that like scraggly. Does he? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. He does. Yeah. 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 He does. He does. He's a fisherman, and it like yeah. that thing we learn about later about Will Graham in later episodes. And he has that kind of outdoorsy, lumber sexual esque vibe to him. Um, okay, I I, I want to get back to the show, yeah. back to the actual happening. So, so we just finished with the lions not in the room. Um, so now Hannibal is, he's, he's met Jack. Jack did the whole faux pas of entering through the private patient's exit, which Hannibal did not like. No. And he was like, this is a private exit for patients. Please go to the waiting room. And like Jack's like, let's go in. And he's like, no, 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 you go to the waiting I room. I thought it was perfect because Jack is always the one to like steamroll people. Yes, yes, yes. It's definitely an alpha contest yeah. right there. He's in. He's on Hannibal's he's turf. He's in his space. Yeah. And so Hannibal's like, no, 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 no. You're an FBI you agent. You have to follow the rules of right. the house. Right. You yeah. Can, you're welcome and Jack to is very much an alpha. Jack Crawford yeah. is very much used to being the guy in charge. Yeah. That was that was a really beautiful introduction. Like the two of them being yeah. introduced to each other. I and thought. yet they're very. He's very smitten with Hannibal. He's admiring yes. his drawings, the detail on this. Wow. But that was also an alpha move. Him going over and just starting to flip through the Yes, it pages. is. Very much so. I was like, yeah, he's trying to just assert himself in his space as much as we like, test those boundaries. Definitely. Of, like, also, they gave the line that Hannibal was given admission to Johns Hopkins Medical School mm-hmm. because of his drawing ability. Yeah. I need people who are like into the Hannibal universe more than us to know what, what is what. Yeah, why? Because scalpels cut sharper points than, than, than like a pencil sharpener right and I'm a great drawer so therefore my hand is steady therefore I could then oh, be a yeah. surgeon that's a huge leap that's a leap but uh, yeah I was confused about that too right how it's not like <laughs> I mean like his I, application was just like a picture of a house that he submitted to John they mention it and then they move right past it and like you just kind of buy it okay sure he yeah. became a doctor and he's this renowned psychiatrist now okay so yeah, let us know if you have some sort of insight about how Hannibal actually got into medical school or like yeah how yeah I know. Um, I'm trying. Oh okay, this is a question I had because I was thinking before I even started the show, I couldn't remember what Hannibal's um, like where he was from. Like obviously, Matt, Mads has a very specific accent. Oh, yeah, which I wish, wish I could imitate. I, 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 I try and do a Mads Mikkelsen impression, and it sounds. Horrible. But whenever he's um, Jack is flipping through his pictures, Mad said something like, "Oh, this is a house that I used to live in when I was younger in Paris." So are we should believe that he's French. There was a boarding school in Paris. Oh, it was a boarding. School. It was a boarding school. I think he's from like Lithuania. I think it comes out later. Spoiler alert. It does come I think out he's later. from like he's from like Eastern Europe. I don't know if that it's ambiguous sense. Eastern Europe or it's like Lithuania or somewhere like Romania or somewhere okay. like that. One of the Anias. I can I can buy that. <laughs> I can buy that because I was like, yeah. "There's no way this is a French accent." Don't try to. Oh pull no no this no 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 no! Me. No, I think he like went to like some school in Paris. Yeah, the academy, the blah, blah, whatever. <laughs> per, let me say, flawless French. Thank you. Yeah, I've really been working on it. Yeah, literally in my car this morning, I was going apéritif. How can I say <laughs> apéritif with a really smelly French accent? Through. 
So then he, he talks to Jack. He goes, I want you to psychoanalyze somebody. And it's very ambiguous. And then we're led to believe that he brings Hannibal in not just to help out with the case, but to psychoanalyze yes. Will. Right, because Alana wouldn't do it. Yes, exactly. Alana wouldn't do it. He wants Will to be psychoanalyzed. And so he starts uh, – he, they're in the office together. And then it, Will's talking – there were some insane lines in this sequence. Yes. So Hannibal is like – uh, you know, psychoanalyzing him and like describing things, and then he mentions you have a problem with eye contact. Yeah. We problem, like I can't do it. Just <laughs> like uh, wetness in his voice. You have a problem with eye contact. I, I can't do it at all. I wish I could. <laughs> that was actually not too. Oh, okay. Thank, 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 thank you very much. God damn, I'm good. Um, and then Willie goes, "Yeah, eyes are distracting. You know, you're thinking are those whites really white? Oh, does he have hepatitis? hepatitis? Is it like what?" It, and then, I watched it yesterday with my wife, and she goes, who, who thinks that? When you're looking at someone in the eye, goes, hmm, let me think, is, is it bloodshot? I'm telling you, it's that Sherlock Holmes thing where like, yeah, he, can't he can't just like, look not, at something yes. normal. Yeah, he has to. He's always analyzing. He's always analyzing, always noticing things. Yeah. And then he has pure, this is where we're revealed that he, as Hannibal says, he has pure empathy. Yeah. He can immediately, I wonder if it's involuntary. I feel like Will can't control it necessarily. Where That's he what it seems just, like. He has... The gift of assuming the other person's point of view yeah. and other people's point of views. And that's why it's difficult because he's, he assumes the point of view of these murderers and it's disturbing because he he hears these thoughts and sees the motives and justifies it for himself because yeah. he's the killer. Yeah. And then he's like, oh my God. And he's, he has trouble yeah, like sort, part, of sort of moralizing and also picking apart what is my thought? Who am I? Yeah. If I had this pure empathy, yeah. you know, I feel like a lot of this is like an identity issue. Like, and we sort of see that later. Like, no spoilers, yeah. but like, yeah, we he sort of get into that. Like, really who starts am I? undoing him. Yeah. Um, I love, he will not like me when I'm psychoanalyzed. <laughs> Are we to believe that he's like a big superhero buff? Oh. He, is he like a comic head? He's the Hulk. Comic book head? He's the Hulk. He wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> right. That's what I was thinking. I loved that because what what would he do? I want to know what would what would Will do if he's psychoanalyzed? Right. But that's sort of the he's also where, like, there's a little bit of danger to Will Graham. And yeah. that definitely plays a role later when people, like, think about him is that, like, oh, there's some menace to this. Or is there, is he, what is he capable of is the question other people start asking Absolutely. about Will Graham. Absolutely. Which he kind of plants those scenes himself when he says, you won't you like me when I'm psychoanalyzed. You're like, well, okay, what are you, what are you actually capable of? Because it's not even, like, sarcastic. He says it with this, because whenever he realizes that he's being psychoanalyzed. Yeah, he's pissed. He, like, ramps it up to, like, at least nine, because he's like, Who's are you psychoanalyzed? profile Who's are we profile doing? Are we? And, like, yeah, his voice, like, goes up a bit, and you're like, whoa, yikes. Like, he really doesn't like no. to be looked into. Speaking of accents, Hugh Dancy's British and does a wonderful American accent. Flawless I think American he does a really accent. good job. Except whenever he says the word anything. Really? Yes. How does he say it? Like, however Brits say anything. Anything. They, like, skip a syllable. Anything. What? Anything, governor. Right. <laughs> yes, Will, yeah. He dancing is like a chimney sweep. <laughs> yeah. He's a dick Van Dyke. Right. Anything. Anything. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, my God. Perception uh, is a tool pointed on both ends, says Hannibal, while looking at the bodies. Um, all the girls over the course of Minnesota, yeah, yeah. and then it cuts to crows, just crows picking apart oh, a deer. They're back in the... And this is they're they're back in Minnesota, and there's a body just splayed on deer antlers. And this yes. is when we, uh, Hannibal says, "Maybe I can help him see, like connect the dots." So it's already planned. It's like Hannibal wants to help Will out, help yeah. Will see the picture. Yeah. So 
we learn that this murder that Will immediately clocks is not the Minister of the Shrike. Wait, and let me say, yes, he, he immediately says, this is not the Shrike, this is some copycat. It's this is, petulant. It's petulant. And he says, he would, he's like, this is field kabuki. He does say field kabuki, which I love. Which I love, which is a great band name. Oh, that is, we need to keep a track of band names. Field Kabuki. I love that, Field Kabuki. Who would, I'll write what, that down. what would they be? Would they be like, for some reason, when I think of bands, they have like 90s band names. Field Kabuki could be like a ska <laughs> band. Like, Field Kabuki would be like a, like a, like a budget less than Jake. Field, yeah. Field Kabuki, or like a jam band. You could see like white guys in cargo shorts and Birkenstocks like jigging Field to Kabuki. Field Kabuki. It's like even an Umphreys that... McGee-esque Dave Matthews band, Phil Kabuki. Yeah, I was thinking even like, oh, <laughs> I'm very so much better at these like early aughts like band names. But no, I think uh-huh. I think you're right on the money. I won't, I won't even... Field Co- I'm thinking exactly... if I'm like buying the new Phil Kabuki con- concert, like yeah. what is a Phil Kabuki concert? What would that be? And it would be like a jammy, hacky sack. Yes. Like acid, bros, like New England, Vermont. Yeah. I'm thinking like all of that. that, that that's Field Kabuki to me. Like you're Portland. So right. Would they be a, Field Kabuki would be like on a Portlandia episode. Oh, <laughs> yes. They'd also be like second build at rights or something. Oh, that's a very specific reference. That's a very Vandy sorry. reference is they'd be second build. No, I feel Field Kabuki would be like oh, the they'd... six o'clock band that like oh. only those who are like cool. Right after the Yo, like, like um, People are like, who contest. are these bands? I never heard of these bands. And like, well, you ever heard of Field Kabuki? They're great. They're great. They're worth okay. showing up early for. Sure. Gotta get there at 5.30, get your donut burger, yeah. get your Krispy Kreme burger. Mm. No. Krispy Kreme burger. No. I had a Krispy Kreme veggie burger that they were giving out for uh, free one year. I bet they were. They were, yes, they were giving them out. They're like, who wants these veggie burgers inside and of Krispy Kreme? Like, I'm a trash can. I'll take I, one. Yes, yes, I am. A, I am a trash can. <laughs> and it was like junior college. I'm sure I was very inebriated. Well, and I and was our like, give temples. Let, let let me just throw in whatever garbage I could take in. Unlike Hannibal, who says in a little bit, I am very careful about what I put into my body. Yeah. I am, I'm yeah. still, and I'm a, a dad, I am older, I shouldn't be more careful, and I am very much so not careful about what I put into my body, considering that I have eaten Burger King's Mac and Cheetos, fried Mac and Cheese Cheetos that are hot, it, it, mm. yeah, which might be one of the most disgusting things I've ever had in my entire life. That Sounds and the awesome. Oreos Cherry Cola Pop Rocks, Pop Rocks. that was violently disgusting, and yet I finished the cookie. Violently, no. And yet I finished I want everyone to understand. I took a bite out of it, hated it immediately, yeah. and yet I finished the cookie. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna not. I'm not gonna not. Because maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll grow on me. Oh, and was it just? No, it was, was a horrible. Just as bad. It was horrible. Okay. Um, so, so there's that. The lungs were removed from the body that's petulant, the yes. field kabuki body. Yeah. And then it cuts to Hannibal, like massaging these lungs, yes. and, like, tendering pushing the them, pushing the air out of them, which which makes sense. They're like I've never eaten lung. I I've actually have handled human lungs. I mm. was in a cadaver class in graduate school, and we had to we looked at the whole res- respiratory system, and we I held held cadavers' lungs, and they are very they're very spongy. Yeah. So I would imagine if you're cooking them, you want to tenderize it, you want to kind of work out some of those air bubbles like he, to like, make it more I dense. I feel like he either says it at some point. He like explain he has like lungs again later Probably. and explains it. He cooks a lot of organs. I have to say, whenever I mean, he cooks bodies, he cooks organs, which which is weird to me. It's like why not cook like someone's thigh yeah, and make just it a like steak? That nice meat. You know, yeah, nice red meat, a nice cut, yeah. which he'll do. But a lot of times it's like kidneys or like right. livers or right. lungs, and that that's a 
weird thing to me. Although I wonder if you're a cannibal, mm. there's more power in organs. Like organs mm. have, have a function in our body. So if you consume nutrients, that, I'm sure. there's more, That's really true. more nutrients? I would imagine like it's more like a spiritual, like I'm consuming them. No, I get that. I'm sure there's <laughs> secondarily, sure. So all you cannibals out there Cannibal listening. doesn't do um, like... Subtlety? Okay, sure. I was going to say he doesn't take like a, like a vitamin every day, so he needs his nutrients in the form of yeah. human lives. Yeah, yeah, human lungs. So he's cutting up lungs and he he's just sitting there. He's health like every day, pill every day. Yeah. So, so, so the, the real Minton Shrike loved his bodies, loved him. Yeah. We'll talk about loved his bodies, loved the, the victims he the, killed. He loved them and tried to honor them and yeah. was sad about killing them. And this... He goes, this girl, the, the killer thought she was a pig. You know, he, he wanted to dishonor her. And this is when we, like, it really cuts to, because they, they never explicitly say it, but it's very heavily implied. Hannibal killed this person so that Will could could see what the killer wasn't. And, and Will even says it later. Yes. It's like, he says, says to Hannibal, and Hannibal like yes. smiles a little bit. He goes, it's like the killer, the copycat, showed me a negative so, so that I could fully the view the positive. Correct. And Hannibal's like, hmm. Like you're welcome. <laughs> no, you're at, yep. That's you're it. welcome, and that, 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 that's what it was. Um, this is when I wrote down I hate Will's glasses. Um, I just <laughs> um, really have been simmering, and because it, it, of the cooking scene, the, the the cooking scene is so. I love how they do the food in this show. Um, it's so luxuriously shot, um, and it's so the. T- the plating is beautiful. I'm pretty sure that the show had a chef on as a consultant for these scenes yeah. to make it look gorgeous and the oh, yeah. plating beautiful. And they had, no, they had food and, designers. And it makes you forget that it's people. Yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I remember thinking when I first watched the show, I would love for him to prepare me a meal. And then you were like, oh, wait a second. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> but everyone seems to be enjoying it. Oh, they love Every person he has over for dinner is loving it. The best meal they've ever had. And I wrote that tomato though, because the, there's a scene oh, where Hannibal's yeah. eating it, and he has a, just just a cherry tomato on the end of his fork, and he lingers over it for about two beats, and smiles very, very, very self-satisfied in himself for having yeah. murdered this person uh-huh. and eaten their lungs, and just pops it that tomato pops, in. Pops it right like, in. Delicious. <laughs> Red jacket, peak lapel, paisley. Yeah. Uh, wearing this to dinner by himself. He's at his house. Yes. It's like a three Thursday yes, night. You cook too. dinner for yourself, like. Bye. The second I get home from work, I am in like shorts and oh, sweatpants. Pants are off immediately. Yeah, and he is like that. He no, he I'm at home. I'm on. wearing a dinner jacket. Yes. Earlier, he was in like a like a, a decent like a sort of wool jacket or like a wool sweater. Or oh whatever. yeah. He gets home, changes clothes. Mm-hmm. Oh, dresses up for dinner. He's a guy. It's like Downton Abbey. Like we have to get dressed for oh, dinner. Yes, that's like, right. Like it's very. Yeah. It, Probably it learned is. that in his French little boarding school. I'm sure he did. And I have to say, all the episodes of this season are all, for more or less, give or take, the order of a very traditional French meal. Mm. You have your aperitif, then the next episode is a muse-bouche, and it goes through mm. like all the different courses. Um, so I think that kind of like very, very, what's the word I'm looking for? Precise, very refined. Yeah. Everything is refined. Etiquette, those rules are very important to yeah. Hannibal. Yeah. This is how you're supposed to behave. This is the way polite society behaves. Absolutely. And if you don't, if you're rude, if you're a pig, then you're you're nothing to him. Which I feel like is how he, this is the name of Russia, the ethical butcher, how he justifies it in a way. I mean, he's a pure psychopath, but also he doesn't see the people who are rude and banal as equal to him. 
They yeah. are not. I'm not murdering someone who's not a human being. I'm murdering someone who's yeah. below me. Yeah, a pig. Just uh, like somebody. a pig or a cow exactly. or or if livestock. They they might as well be livestock. Yeah. They're nothing. Yeah, that's so um, interesting. Yeah, why does the dream deer have feathers? Will mm-hmm. in like one of his nightmares oh, or whatever. It cuts. It cuts to like. There's a lot of like weird surreal dreamscapes in this show, and it cuts yes. to like. And this deer comes around a lot. There's a deer with the antlers, and it has like ass feathers. Is it because the Shrike yeah. is a bird? And which hung like it up? Is that what it is? I think that's sort of like lingering in his mind as he like goes to He's sleep. You know, like dreams things. don't sort of make sense a lot of the time. You sort oh, no, they definitely don't. Put things together. Um, do you? I I dream in nightmares, so let's. You dream in nightmares. I I, I only my dreams are really? only nightmares. Yeah. My dreams are nightmares, or they're like really weird, just weird. I'm like, yeah, well, to I'm me, like the weirdest fixing scary. a pillow with someone on like a cruise ship, and it's like nonsense. It's oh, like, oh, and yes, like someone later. from summer camp who I wasn't even friends with, who oh, I knew, yeah. is there. It's yeah. always someone like random from my and past, like, and like, why are you house, here? But it's not really your house, and then, but also you have a show later. Like I also have a lot of actors nightmares, uh-huh. um, where like I'm supposed to like perform or like stage manage a show, but I don't know any of the cues or. See, I have test nightmares. Like, oh. there's a paper that's due. I haven't been going to this class all semester. And the final exam is due, and I thought I had already dropped the class, but I hadn't been going. Or, like, I've been skipping those. this one class, and, and then I show up, and I'm like, they're like, yeah. where have you been? Like, yeah. that kind of a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God, it's so terrifying. Recently, I've been having dreams where I just scream at people. What? Like, I, my dreams are very much like where I work out things that I can't do in real life. Oh, wow. And so when I'm frustrated, like, I think recently I was frustrated with my dad, a conversation I had with my dad, I was mad at him. And I can't, we don't have this sort of relationship where I can just, like, tell him how I feel, like, uh-huh. whatever. And so in my dream that night, I was just full throat wow. screaming at him. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and I've had several of those different people. That Is I've that screamed. helpful? Like, yeah. do you wake up feeling cathartic oh, and yeah. you're feeling better? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that weird? That's kind of, I'm kind of envious of that. All of my <laughs> dreams are just play out the fears that I have. Fears like rejection and, like, not being prepared for something. And, like, no, showing yeah. up to something where, like, I didn't do you the didn't, homework right, exactly. and I didn't prepare. And everyone's like, prepared. really? And then it's always someone who's, like, calls me out on it. Calls like, wow. Wow, you really didn't prepare wow, for this. Wow, yeah, you're a little bitch. You? Or, like, wow, we're you are so... Un- yes. You. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there's no working out issues in my oh, dreams. No. It's just pure fear. Yikes. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, bud. So, yeah, into that, I don't know why the... I mean, it must be the... Will's dreams, he has a lot of nightmares. And earlier, he had that, like, fever dream. sweat. Where he sweats. And then he, like, takes off his clothes and then sleeps under a towel. On top of a towel and under a towel. To me, I'd be like, uh, you wake up sweaty, I kick all the covers off Which he did. He didn't put the covers back on, I don't don't think. I think it was just towels. I wouldn't put anything back over me, is what I'm saying. Why with the towels and the... To keep you from being cold, I guess. Because you're going to be covered in sweat. You don't want to get sick more from the cold. I guess. I don't know. I never thought of putting a towel over me. The towel (laughs) down, I get. The towel down. The towel over is an odd move. But it's Will Mm. Will Graham. It's Will. So now we're in Minnesota. They're like... We found previously that it was like a... um, There was a piece of metal shavings... From, I was trying to see where, what time, what sort of. Time I have, we have absolutely no idea how long I've been recording this for. Okay. It's just recording away. Um, so, um, there's like metal shavings where the person was like an iron fitter or a pipe yes. welder, some kind of construction-y job in Minnesota. So they're basically. It seems that we're we now encounter them as they're like just just cold calling, canvassing people based on where the metal was, what they found. Yeah. So Will's in some motel, knock knock knock. It's Hannibal, tie optional. Yeah. 
sweater. And I wrote DTF. Tyler's Hannibal at the motel. Hanny's there. Absolutely. And then he immediately wrote, writes, I'm, I'm very careful about what, 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 what I put into my body. Which, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I'm like, mm-hmm. No. But, oh, <laughs> wait. So, oh. He wants Will inside. No, oh, I don't know if that's so what true. it is. I mean, there no. is a definite homoerotic You're, thread between Will and Hannibal. Absolutely. This is the budding romance. This is the meet cute. I think the meet cute is him psychoanalyzing him. Yes. Like, yes, that's that the meet cute. That is the meet cute. Which almost gets Hannibal murdered, apparently. As yeah, well, it's a very like, rom-com thing. Like, first they're against each other, and then they kind of build. Which, yeah. oh my God, this whole thing. Well, he does... A little protein scramble to start the day. Protein scramble, I, a little some protein, sausage. some sausages, eggs, voila. And like he has, he has all this jars of Tupperware, which he pre made all his so meals cute. for him. And he, like, again, Will is like, this is delicious. Yeah, oh yeah. Immediately, was like, oh my, it. Will is like, holy shit, this is the greatest breakfast I've ever had in my entire yeah, life. Right. And Hannah was like, I'm so glad you love it. Um, I wonder what that, who that was. <laughs> who you that never was. Know. It's, it's obviously somebody. We have to assume if it's well, meat, if it's, it's people. Sausage. It ground up anything. Oh, it could be ground up anything. Okay. Yeah, anything. You're right. I was thinking Sausages like, what like part pork of the body? or beef, and you just grind it up. It's. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. A little protein scramble to start the day. Oh, my God. And then there's. He, he goes, I would apologize, but I'm going to be me. You're going to be you. So let's just skip that. I love that non apology apology. Yeah, apology. Just. Let's and then be Will goes, just other. keep it professional. And then he goes, well, or we could, oh, this whole thing is so sweet. Or we could socialize like, or we could socialize like adults, says Hannibal. God forbid we couldn't even become friendly. (laughs) He says, like, really, like, there's a little bit of longing. I feel like in Hannibal, he's a psychopath. He has trouble connecting with people genuinely. And I think he sees somebody in Will who's like him and genuinely wants a friendship. No, because he, he recognizes the value in Will. Like, not even just to him, but, like, he is not the pig that everyone else no, is. No, he, he's, he's not very the, interested in Will. Will's interesting. Absolutely. And yet he also, I think, wants a friend. Yeah. He doesn't know what friend... He, friendship is something that he can't really compute mm-hmm. or d- d- can't really do because mm-hmm. of, he, cause he's a monster. <laughs> and he, I, I, I think, you know, suddenly he actually wants a friend. He goes, God forbid we could become friendly. Like, it's like a throwaway line of, like, maybe. Yeah. And then Will shoots him down and goes, <laughs> I don't find you interesting. And then Hannibal that. smiles and goes, you will. <laughs> Don't you worry. And I think that. I wrote a dick like coming all over these lines. I literally wrote, I literally Stop. drew like you will. And then I would. drew like a penis. Yeah, like, I was like, this is really like hot right now. It's and it's just such a perp like it's just so funny just knowing like how how they end up and like how their relationship goes in the future. It's like he calls Will a mongoose. He calls I wrote that too. I said he calls <laughs> Will a mongoose. The goose and is I meant, loose. I meant to look up that like reference that he was because it, it, mongoose like some, like, are very famous for like being able to fight cobras and yeah, snakes. Yeah, So mongoose. Is, so he's is the calling him mongoose mongoose. Oh, probably. Probably. No. Mongooses? Mon- mongooses? That can't be mongooses. Maybe it's like mongoose. It's a oh, deer. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or mongoose. Multi- We're going to no, use the yeah, word multiple mongoose. mongoose. So mongoose are, are known for like being able to You're fight right. cobras and poisonous snakes and be able to like fight them off. So he says... So he's the snake. No. He goes, I think Jack sees you as a fragile little teacup who you have to baby. Tea kettle. Oh, yes. The theme. Uh... <laughs> So he, it's funny, Hannibal is kind of planting the seeds of like Jack. See, see Hannibal likes Will, but he also wants to see Will can go. He's interested. He, and he wants yep. to see what's Will's breaking point. Yep. What's Will going to do? Yep. So, but, so How he's close like, can I make so, him get yeah, yes. 
So, so, so he goes, Jack sees you as a fragile little teacup, basically saying Jack thinks you're you're weak, yeah. not to be trusted. That's why he wanted me to come with you onto yeah, this Yeah, trip. you need a babysitter, obviously, yeah. which is obviously pushing Will's buttons of like, no, I don't, I'm strong. And he wants Will to, to defy Jack and keep going. Yeah. And, and then Will goes, how do you see me? Mm-hmm. And then Will goes, like, the mongoose who I want under the house when the snake passes by. Or something to that effect. When mm-hmm. the monsters come. Yeah. Yeah. As in, like, I want you as, like, you're a protector. You're someone who will fight off people. Mm-hmm. You think he's playing Will's ego there? A little bit, I, I think. I think so. But interesting. Like, what does he it's, mean when the snake comes by? Like, what? If there's demons around... Now I'm having Sweeney Todd in my head. Demons are prowling everywhere. <laughs> Nothing's gonna hurt you. Not while I'm around. Uh, Tony. <laughs> Nothing's Tony. gonna hurt you, dearie, Annie. Not while I'm around. Um, uh, <laughs> the I think he sees him as like you are someone who can handle your shit against like evil. You catch the bad guys. Yeah. You're Will Graham. You catch the bad guys. You're not some teacup. You're a force to be reckoned with. And I want you in my corner because you will catch the monsters. I'm, but I'm interested here in this reference. I still, uh, part of me thinks that he might be referring to himself as a snake and Will as the protector and saying like, you and I could You're be worthy friends. adversary? No, I oh. think it, he's, well, no, because they fight the snakes. Yes. But I, actually, I do stand by. I think he does mean you're a worthy adversary. A little bit. I think he's supposed to be a worthy adversary. Or he thinks, as I want you under the house, maybe he thinks that maybe he is, okay, Will can offer protection, protection against Jack against, Crawford. Correct. Finding out who Hannibal really is. Interesting. And this is, again, when he goes, the crime scene was gift-wrapped for me. Like, yeah. the negative to positive, And, like, Hannibal's like, smile like, you're welcome, right, basically. Right, right. That, I gave you this crime. I murdered this poor girl and ate yeah. her lungs so that you could then figure out who the bad guy really was. Yeah. And it's a dad. So so the the golden ticket is the daughter, yes. Abigail Hobbs, who we cut to like greeting her dad. She's wearing like a dress and boots with the socks up above the boot line, which is a very like and it's they a keep, choice. They keep calling her windchafed, is that right? Or <laughs> Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I'm so happy you said that. I had wrote down People say wind shapes a lot in this episode. A lot. Multiple at times. Least three times. He goes, so earlier, he's looking at all the girls, they're all very Mall of America, he says. They're all yeah. very Mall of America. Like every town, small town yeah. girl. Mainstream. They're wind chafed, wind chafed brown, dark hair, auburn hair. I don't know yeah. what wind chafed means. Same. I don't know what means. And then later, when, he, when they're in the offices of the, cr- of, the, uh, of the construction site looking at the files, yeah. and he finds Garrett Jacob Hobbs, and he says, This is our killer. He goes, He would have a daughter. Wind chafed, auburn hair. Plain, but but pretty. But pretty, yeah. <laughs> Which I love that whole description. And yeah, is windshaped a thing? I literally Googled windshaped, and the first <laughs> oh no, and the first three images are all from Hannibal. No way. <laughs> it's like so. The, so Brian Ford just made this up. I, it, no, I. But there's like other pictures, but I ju- I don't understand the reference. I think it just means like um. You have sort of Freckly, like rosy, rosy, cheeks, like, oh, oh, rosy. It looks like maybe like the cold wind. wind brace. It's bracing. Yeah, wind shape. I think, that's what I think it, it means like you're not so pristine. There's a little bit of like a yeah, a, yeah. a stretch. I don't know quality to it. Wind shape. Yeah, I think that's. Is I think it, that's what it means. Do you want? Does one want to be wind shaped? Is that a desirable? I, I went down this whole rabbit hole earlier in my head today of like, do people want to be wind shaped? Should we start seeing? <laughs> Next to like tanning salons and self-tan all this garbage, 
like a wind salon. You go <laughs> in and you blast me. me with like wind. You know what? I think so because there's like this trend in at least in like women's beauty of like big eyebrows and like okay. messy buns and like where the sort of un unkempt. But not unkempt. But Purp- not unkempt. purposefully it's like, messy. Yeah, very purposefully done. Um, but it makes you look like you didn't spend a lot of time this morning, I, yeah, but it really yeah. took time. I, yeah, very curatedly look like I just effortless. Yeah. So yeah. just like slapping yourself in the face a few times maybe will <laughs> get you that wind shaped up. Honey, hold on. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> maybe that'll do it. Who knows? Oh, I love it. So then he realizes Garrett Jacob Hobbs is the killer, and they go get him. And then Hannibal tips him off. I love Hannibal to go back in and call him. He like drops the files. And then she's like, I get it, I get it. And Hannibal yeah. walks back in, takes the, the, the tissue the yeah. and calls him. And he goes, you don't know me and we'll likely never meet. And then like yeah. tells him, obviously, like, they're coming. Yes. You must tell him something else. So like, I know you're know. a killer. They know. And Garrett's like sitting there making breakfast, making pancakes on a separate electric griddle. I wrote that down. I don't yes, know why. I, that I don't know why I wrote that down. He was making so many fucking pancakes. He eggs, a separate bacon on the, on the stovetop. And yeah. it's a griddle for the pancakes. Yeah. Um... Which, by the way, I've never used an electric griddle. It looks like it would be a pain in the ass to clean. To clean. I would hope that it sort of detaches from the... Don't you think? Like, the top probably, probably detaches from the rest of I'm it. I'm just saying, if Cuisinart or anybody out there wants to sponsor us, yeah, give us some electric griddles to use, we'll be happy to use them. any of you, really. Yeah, why hasn't BuzzFeed Tasty started using them? But they're all about hot stoves, hot... Yeah, uh, one hot pan. And shit. But, like, whenever I make pancakes, it's on... Like a skillet, a non-stick skillet. Although we tend to make waffles in our household, we're waffle household. Uh, No big deal. No, same, same. Good, thank you. Good. I knew I liked you. Yeah. So again, we're against guns. Uh huh. We're we're against dispossession organs. We're against. We're against a lot of things. We're against matching ties and and we're also pro waffles. I'm on the fence about matching ties and and shirts. You're firmly against. I am. I am anti it. Okay. I think it's a bad look. I think it looks. I don't yes. like it. I don't like it. it I'm looks... pro waffle more. Than... Right, exactly. I honestly want to say I'm pro French toast. Over... I think French toast is a sleeper. Yeah. Pancakes are fine. They're very good. I enjoy pancakes. But waffles are better. Absolutely. And that's a fact. But then you would place French toast above Whenever waffles. I have French toast, French toast always gets overlooked on the brunch menu. It and whenever does. I get it, I, I'm always like, yes. That, yeah, this, was this ha- is what I wanted. I enjoyed this. And I, and I whenever I make like challah French toast, a really nice mm, thick bread yep, French toast, it's yep. good. So good. Have you ever like uh, let it sit overnight? Like let it soak up like butter and like Really? Like pre so like, like So instead of like dipping it for a little bit and putting it on, you like right. let it really yeah. sit there? And you bake it. I'll have to, my grandfather makes it really well, but you like Ooh, bake, bake it. I've had baked French toast casserole. The, yes, but those yeah, are good. I tend good. to make it on the stovetop. Yeah, me too. When Ooh. I'm in a hurry. Ooh. Welcome back to the brunch cast, yeah, by the way. Yeah, welcome back to Talking Toast. Welcome back to the brunch cast with Jack and Melina. <laughs> Savory or sweet, what do you got, guys? Pick a side. But the trick question, the move is, you order your own savory dish, and you put the sweet dish in the middle for everyone to share. That's how you do brunch right. You're, you That's always want to move. get the French toast or the you pancakes, and you regret it because you want something because you substantial want with bacon and sausage. So you get your egg dish with bacon and sausage, you get your savory dish, and then you split... A French toast or a pancakes in the middle of the table, that's and you have move. what you need. That's the move. That's the brunch move. You're welcome, everybody. Wow. Yes, that's, that's the move. That's the way to do it. Because okay. then you get what you want. You get a, a exactly. few bites of, 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 of like a nice like blueberry pancake. You don't want the whole thing, no. but you want a little bit of it. Right. So you have it in the middle of the table. Everyone splits it. That's the brunch move. Damn, you, you took this to a whole nother level for me. Like <laughs> again, I'm welcome changed. back to the brunch cast. Wait, again, <laughs> subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. It's behind a paywall, but you're gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then they go to the house and oh shit, bloody wife runs out. 
Oh yeah, ah! and bleeding, slap. and he's like, he, he like slashed her. Move. Yeah, he slapped. Well, it, it, it's his move for those two people is to yeah. cut the, cut their throats. And Hannibal is just watching. So Will runs into the yard and tries to like save the wife from bleeding and like she's dying. Yeah. And Hannibal's just like standing there like, like, like interesting. Yeah, like maybe he saw like it, like he's watching a caterpillar crawl crawl across the floor or something. Yes. Like, and I oh, think he's curious about, about what Will is gonna do. Yeah. This is like a test for Will. I think part of the thing else is he, we, he wants to see what Will will go. Is he he gives Garrett Jacob Hobbs a heads up. First watching it, I yeah. thought it was out of like professional murderer to murderer courtesy. I thought that as well. But I don't really think Hannibal gives a shit about any other serial killers. I don't think he no. he like sees himself as like a member of the serial killer community, capital S, capital K. <laughs> Trademark. A, sorry, a person who is a serial killer. We should use people person, first, first language. We should use person first language, so even if they're important. a murderer. I don't think he sees himself as part of like the PSK community. <laughs> yeah. I think I think he is his own thing. Yeah. And I think he tips off Garrett Jacob Hobbs. Two, because he then knows that he will then go into panic mode and start mm-hmm. doing some shit. And I think he wants to see what Will would do in a crisis scenario. I think that... I agree. How is Will going to respond? What's he going to try and do? Because we see clearly that Hannibal knows exactly... He Hannibal knows what to do. Like, Hannibal... Who's he, he, he steps in eventually and, like, helps stop... And he goes in the ab- ambulance with Abigail Hobbs. Right. And, like, he... Yeah, he's so a he surgeon. Very he's a well physician. could have been, like, Will, go, like, call an ambulance or something like that and save her. No. But it, it wasn't about that. Oh, no. Will. Not at all. He's very curious. And, and he's watching it very curiously to see what happens. And I was wondering... So, with Will's empathy, he's always looked at crime scenes after the fact and, like, put it in. What must it be like to watch a murderer holding a knife yeah. to the guy's neck and have and a gun because he's holding the gun and his hands are shaking and he finally puts well, Jacob Hobbs down and I wonder if he's having this like dissonance of like I'm myself but I also see him as himself and he doesn't know what to do in that situation that's interesting so you think he is both himself and seeing it from the perspective of Garrett Jacob well I always wonder about that can he put himself into the, can he control this empathy or in a crisis situation does he have he start freaking out and not know where he is well you see there was sort of a he did hesitate whenever Garrett Jacob Hobbs had I wish there was a way to when Garrett had a knife to Abigail's neck to Abby's neck and he's he's sitting there shaking and he's because he's not a field agent also again why does he have a gun why does he have a gun (laughs) he's clearly not trained he shoots Garrett Jacob Hobbs eventually but like bam 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 like like a bunch of times and wild a trained person who's like shot a gun knows that you can like hit someone and kill them, and like, or at least like, put them yeah. out of commission yeah, and yeah. with like one or two shots. Yes, and he's not. He a, hits him a like marksman. six times. Pop, pop, he wildly, pop, 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 probably misses a few times. Probably because Abigail's neck, she falls to the ground. He boom, 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 puts Garrett Jacob Hobbs down, and then he's trying to cover her throat. And this is when Garrett Jacob Hobbs says the line yes. that like is a through line for the first season. See, see, I don't. I still don't un- really understand what see means. Well, I'm also thinking, did he really say that, or is he? That's what Blythe, my, 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 my wife said earlier. Do we know? Or is it what, what you said earlier? Someone said it earlier to no, me. Is he, did Garrett Jacob Hobbs really say that? Or, <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. The, the, the circuit breaker door on Melina's wall just popped open out of nowhere. So, so that, that's very scary. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. okay. Sorry, audience. We're, we're there's a ghost here now. Welcome, yes, ghost. welcome, ghost. Thank what, you. For what being do you here. think uh, um. about this show? We, we're, we're we're big fans. Oh, so so you don't think he said he actually said C? See, I had a no. I, I see don't it, think and so. I'm like 
Garen Jacob Hobbs sees Will Graham as like someone else who has personality issues and is like, can't you see what we do? I don't see is going to keep coming back and I want to unpack this because it becomes a thread line and I think it haunts Will. It absolutely haunts Will. I just don't see any um, instance in which it would have, it like that makes sense. He doesn't know Will. No. He doesn't know that he has the ability to sort of be this empathetic person. I guess he, he... knows that Will... At this point, I guess he even... must he must assume that Will is the guy who's onto him, or knows. Oh, maybe. That's the closest. I wonder that I what Hannibal told him. Maybe Hannibal says you're gonna see this. Maybe Hannibal tips him off that like the guy coming in is gonna. I, I, no, I don't you, know. You see their whole conversation, their whole phone no, conversation. No, you don't though. He goes, Mister Gary Jacob Hobbs. You won't know. You'll never meet. And then it cuts to Gary Jacob Hobbs, and he's like, listening. Well, and he's like he's and taking I, it in, and he's and like, I have something to, very important to tell you. Are you are you listening? And Garrett Jacobs goes, Yes, and he goes, They know. Okay. And they hang up. Oh, see, I thought because there was a, a a bit of a segment where Garrett Jacobs was just sitting there. Oh, I think he's just terrified because he doesn't know what. Oh, this see, I assume that Hannibal was saying more stuff then. Oh, I don't think so. I think that's all that Hannibal oh, said. Oh, wow. okay. They so, know. Uh, I again, com- I can't make sense of why he would say C because also. They are dressed like normal people. They're not in like a police officer uniform. No. So it's not even like, uh, oh, these are the cops or like there's no marker for him to know who yeah. this person might yeah. be. Yeah. Will's shirt's unbuttoned a bit more than usual. So maybe he's saying, I see your. I your see chest your here. chest here. <laughs> see? See? Because <laughs> um, he, he's like smiling and he's like, see, don't you see now? So we got to keep unpacking this because it becomes right. a he keeps re, re, Will keeps recounting this mm-hmm. throughout the first season and it means something and I like, I want to understand means, I feel like it's important like, it's absolutely we got to crack this I think it's Will hallucinating because I think he's saying I think he's imagining Garrett saying um, because Will's just murdered someone for I'm don't you see what it's like to take a life don't you see what it's like yeah you don't like now you see now you see or something like that like okay. see but okay. I think he's hallucinating it. Okay. I still okay. Stand by that. Okay. Okay. So for right now, he's hallucinating it. We'll see what happens if there's more <sighs> the info about this now. as the season progresses. Sure. Um, and then it cuts to the end with 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 them going to the hospital and Hannibal sleeping next to Abigail Hobbs in the bed, and then Will right. down like falls asleep, like two dads, Aww. like two like Pride Month, da- Pride, uh, Pride Month, yeah. <laughs> Like two dads sitting there, like yeah. waiting for her in the hospital. She's hooked up to a feeding tube. I, I forgot that that was the end. I was like, oh, that's yeah. Roll credits. I yeah. Mean, like that's yes. It. Yeah. That, that's the end. Because then Jack Grant, Jack, Jack Crawford <coughs> goes into the goes into the classroom and and it's Alana's classroom and he's like, where's Will? Right. And she's like, you let him get too close. Right. Or you said you he wouldn't get too close. Yeah. And then it cuts to him at the hospital, like sitting in her oh, hospital right. bed next to her. Um, and that's setting up the major, like uh paternal vibe of yes. Will and uh, Hannah, Hanny with Abigail. Right. I, I have a question and this may be just very silly um, because I maybe I'm just forgetting what happens in the future um, episodes. But who is the actual killer? Like of these two girls or all of all these girls. Really? Except for the girl being mounted who Hannah Except the girls being ma- mounted. It's Garrett Jacob Hobbs. Because the daughter is the golden ticket because she's about to go away to college. We find out later. This is not a huge spoiler. She's about to go to college or she's leaving home. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he can't handle it. Mm-hmm. So all of the girls he's killed have been like young college girls, yes. small town, look just look like her. Precisely like his precise daughter. Precisely like his daughter. And I think that's, he's trying to like keep them, 
keep them at home or I something. Believe, so, but, so he put the liver cancer girl back in bed? Yes, because he was trying to apologize for it. Will said he's trying to undo right. something. And that I was just, why he mounted okay. her, because apparently elk or antler velvet has healing properties or whatever. Correct. But the girl, the field kabuki girl was Hannibal. Yes. And Hannibal did that in completely opposite methodology sure. of Garrett Jacob Hobbs to help show Will. Because he knew that Will would look at that murder scene and go, this is yeah, all wrong. wrong. Yeah. All wrong. And by looking at that murder scene and going, this is wrong for X, Y, and Z reasons, yeah. he would then be able to connect the dots to the other murders and go, okay, now I actually get it. Okay, gotcha. I needed this opposite murder to go, okay, now I see what it's not. I can connect those dots. Okay, that makes totally... And that's why he had the lungs, because he had removed the girl's lungs. Yes. That's how Hannibal had yes. lungs. Okay. Yes, Hannibal removed the girl's lungs and they ate the lungs. Okay. Um... That makes sense. I wonder what he used to cook with it. I wonder if he like he mm, like what marinade? He did. He cut it up. Steak sauce. No. Oh god. Hannibal would never. <laughs> never. He would never use egg. Can no. you imagine? Never. Never a bottled sauce. He hand makes all he sauces. All, yeah, yeah, no, Absolutely. There's no Heinz. There's no yeah. It's all <laughs> sauces handmade. It's, his ketchup. Great value. If he ever uses ketchup. By the way, Hannibal would say catsup. I feel like Hannibal would say catsup. I just I don't know why I feel like he would say something that's not ketchup. Uh, like a tomato puree, whatever he'd call it. <gasps> That's exactly. But no, we see him cooking it. He's in the. He's like stir frying it or like flambéing it, which is not the right word. But like he he he's cooking the <laughs> lung bits in a skillet, and, a skillet, and yeah. then, then, then then he pours like the cognac or some kind of yeah, booze, it and he lights it. Lights, and then you're right. You're right. Oh, we need the recipe. Gorgeous cooking sequences again. <laughs> there is a and this is Hannibal or something, right? Is there really? think so. Is there I, am really? I just like willing that into existence? I, please do. Like Guys, get on it. Okay. The cat is now walking oh, up to the no. microphone. Riggs. <laughs> Tim Riggins, by the way, speaking of TV things, both yeah. these cats named, are named after characters from Friday Night Lights. Yeah, this is, this, and we got a little girl named Riggins. He's crawling on the table and then a little boy named Smash. Hey. No Texas reason. forever, right guys? Texas forever. No regrets. Um... Hannibal cookbook. Apparently there is. Feeding Hannibal, a connoisseur's cookbook. Wow. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah, because those scenes are wonderful. He has the apron along his waist. Yeah. He has the white shirt, sleeves rolled up. He's dressed, which again, so he's wearing that to cook. Then he puts the tie. He plays his meal beautifully. Goes back, puts on a tie, puts on a jacket, and... Then sits down to eat. It's just, it's a whole, it's a whole production. theatrical production. Yeah. Well, you know, see, I don't think it's theatrical because it's for himself. It's a ritual. Okay, yeah. I think it's more ritualistic yeah. than a production because he's not performing for anybody. You're right. This is all for him. This, this is all a ritual. This yeah. is how you're supposed to eat. This is how one goes about having meals. This cookbook is actually very comprehensive. <laughs> 20 bucks on Amazon if anybody's uh is there a page about protein scrambles <laughs> protein you know what I'd be so surprised if there were not um, but all <laughs> of the it like shows pictures of like the actual food he cooks and like how to cook oh, it well. yourself and it obviously doesn't say how to do well, human yeah it doesn't say you know murder a human cut out their lungs uh, flambe it doesn't and then, it does not I just want to clarify that and I just want to say I don't even know if it's actually flambeing it I thought that was the term that you used to like have fire I love it. I'm using it now I, we need to look up, we'll look it up at some point what flambeing is. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, so is there anything we missed? Anything that we haven't talked about from this episode? 
feel like we covered a lot of stuff. The homoerotic. This is definitely like the meat cute episode. Meat cute, yeah. It's, it's definitely an aperitif. Like, to tie it back to the name, it's an aperitif because it's the very first thing. Yeah. But also it 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 sets the tone. It opens yes. us up. It gets us ready for the meal. Right. We haven't jumped in. The quite Minnesota yet. Shrike is the first killer, but it's not all about him. It's he's just the starter course. Right. Um, to get us ready for this whole season right. to unlock. Oh oh, tattlecrime.com. They. They just tease oh, Freddie Lowndes. They tease her. I think this is another one. This is at the first time when Hannibal and Will meet. And he mentions someone at the whatever PD snapped a photo of the body. And Freddie Lowndes at Tattle Crime posted yeah. about it. And Will goes, tasteless. And Hannibal yeah. looks at him. And Hannibal's like, okay. Someone, no, but he says something about like, you don't you, you don't know taste. Or like, what do you know about taste? Or like, or oh, like, like you like the taste of these murders in your eyes. Like, yeah, he gives us some remark. But I yeah. feel like on some level Hannibal appreciates that. Yeah. Because he's like, okay, Will doesn't like this tasteless stuff. He has standards. He, exactly. He understands that like, these are murder scenes. This is not this is not vulgar. This is not to be like sold and publicized. Like this is yeah. someone's body. This is a thing that happened. I also, expected, blah, blah, blah. I also love tattlecrime.com. That's the <laughs> website. It's not even like truecrime.com. It's tattlecrime.com. I can't wait until Freddie Lounge shows up because she is a despicable character. She's awful. And she in is the, awful. And I think it's Red Dragon. You don't. I don't think you see Freddie Lounge in Silence of the Lambs. I think it's no. in Red Dragon. Yeah. No. There's no. There's no man. journalist in Silence of the Lambs. I think in the books it's probably a man as well. But really? in Red Dragon, Freddie Lounge is a man. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cool. Well, they've had cast yeah. women in the role. Nice. Yeah. And, and in South of the Lambs, Jack Crawford is the white guy. Correct. And it's Larry Fishburne, who's apparently not a white guy. So there we go. So the show is yeah. doing its own thing. And I like that. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all I can think. I just love, I love this show so much. I'm so excited to unpack it more. It's just, it's, it's fantastic. So one thing I want to do is we're going to do this at the end of every episode. We're going to rate these episodes now. This is probably a, 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 a complete... Uh, Stealing from Gilmore Guys, another podcast we like. It That's an episode fun. breakdown. But so we're gonna rate every episode and see how much we like it. How, what, what episodes are on a scale from zero to ten or one to ten. Yeah. Um, and like we'll do instead of ten stars, we'll do something from the episode. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna. I'm thinking about this. I'm gonna rate this. I I really like this episode. I think it's really good. It's a really good for what it is as a pilot, as a starter for the whole series. It sets the tone. Mm-hmm. We we. Mini made our characters. It sets up themes. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give it eight out of ten, and I'm gonna give it eight out of ten protein scrambles t- to start the mm, day. Mm. Eight out of ten protein scrambles. <laughs> is what I'm gonna rate this show. Okay. Do I have to use the same? No. No. Okay. Use whatever you want. Use anything. Okay. Um, I I agree. I think this this, this really truly sets the tone. It it introduces you to all the key characters, and you get a sense of who they are, where they mm-hmm. stand, what they value. Um, you you obviously have the violence. You see, you get an intro, you get clearly see that Hannibal eats people. I mean, yeah. like the, if yes. you don't know, sh- yeah. if you came from it's out of the rock, it's not a Jaws thing. And, it, def- it doesn't right. tease it for a while. You know, he's eating people. You get it, um, and you get to see all the like major settings. You see Will's house. You see Hannibal's office. You see Quantico. You see like mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. so I would also give it. Oh, I'll give it an eight point five. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Eight point five. What? Eight point five. Um, uh, lost dogs. Oh, Winston. <laughs> 8.5 Winstons. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Oh, sweet Winston. Yeah. Um, all right. Wonderful. This was great. So, so uh, we, you guys listening, if you have any questions, want to get at us, we have an email, and that is ethicalbutcherspodcast 
at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Please email us with anything, omissions, corrections, problems, likes. Critiques. Critiques, please. Get mad at us. Come at us, bro. Come at us. Um, if we enjoy it, we will read it We will read it on the podcast. Yeah. Even 100%. if I don't enjoy it, oh, I oh, will read 100% it. Oh, oh, 100% if you don't enjoy it, we read it on the podcast. We have a Twitter, which is fbutcherspod. So, so, so at fbutcherspod. Yeah. Um, that E-T-H is our Twitter. Butchers. Yes. Pod. Yeah. Yeah. Eth. Um, Ethical Butchers was already taken, <laughs> yes. which is a Hannibal fan a site. So of, uh... if the person who runs Ethical Butchers on Twitter is listening, listening. please uh, DM us. Slide into our DMs. Right. We would love to just have. We're not going to pay you. We just just give us your handle. Yeah, you can keep the handle, but like, come oh. come come join our circle. Oh. You know, oh, okay. Butchers. Oh, we're I mean, trying. I mean, to if you want to give us our oh, handle, I'm saying give me your shit. <laughs> No, no, yeah. You give us our okay. We'll trade. You, you can have Eth Butcher's pod. It's great. And we'll take Ethical Butcher's. Yeah, Thank you very much. Um, we have a website, which is Ethical Butcher's. No, sorry. TheEthicalButchers.com. Um, you can see about. We'll, we'll post our episodes and link it to Apple yeah. Podcasts. If you like this, please subscribe. Please rate. Please tell all your friends about this nonsense. Um, and watch Hannibal. Please watch Hannibal. Watch Hannibal's great. And and um, yeah, watch anything else that that these actors are in. They're they're awesome. Oh, The Path. Hugh Dancy's in The Path. Fantastic. I haven't watched that. I need to watch that. Um, it's great. It was recently canceled. So yeah, that, there's that. But it's good for what it is. Mads was featured in the bitch. You better have my money, Rihanna Pot music video. Bitch, better have oh, my right. money. She Mads played, Mickelson is in that po- music video. I almost said podcast. Uh, He's also the bad guy. His big break was being the bad guy in Casino Royale. Casino Royale. Yeah, that was his big break or something. Yeah, and watch out cold. Um, or don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the soundtrack's don't. great. Good Sub 41 songs on there. But honestly, watch Casablanca. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, do that. <laughs> um, our theme music was graciously composed by Sean Hills. Love you, Sean. Love you, Sean. And our logo was made by Jonathan, made by Larson. Jonathan Larson. Thank you guys so much. Please Love again you. rate, subscribe, share it with everybody, and we will see you guys in two weeks. See ya.